I am Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome back to Bros Watch PLL2. This week we're doing our casual rewatch. We're up to season 5B, watching How the Ace Stole Christmas mm. through a glass darkly. Mm. Oh, what hard luck stories they all hand me. And Work. welcome to the dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Straight up. What do you think of this last season? I don't like as much as the first season, but there is some character stuff that I really like. The first season or first the first half, half season. season. Yeah. Well, I feel like we skipped over most of it. Like, mm. like we actually, I noticed we did 511, 512, 513, and 514 all in a row. And then we jumped to 518 and then all the way to 525. So we actually skipped over most of this entire season. All the the barrel, Johnny Egg, and <laughs> the dance. That was intentional, though. Yeah. Fucking Johnny Egg. The <laughs> trial. The whole thing where they go to Ezra's cabin with Mike and then they get like Arch. fired arrows at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I miss a lot of that. Uh, that's uh, as a whole, it's an interesting season. I mean, the start of it, Allison's back in town. She's fucking shit up. She's dangerous. She's not a Kathy cartoon yet. Uh, and then by the end of the first half of, you know, season of end of 5A, it's like Thanksgiving's here. November's over. It's like winter has finally come to fucking Rosewood. Um, it did seem like some of the second half of the season, even though we didn't watch a lot of those episodes, it felt like they're stalling a little bit, like because they had to realistically get to Allie's trial, which is already like ridiculously fast as it was, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was right about the time they suddenly figured out like, Oh, we need to hurry things up. You know, like they'd already plan that half of the season and then they knew like oh we, we need to reveal who a is like and so they sped it up into the first half of six well like were they were they was there a moment where they were briefly pondering hey could we do all of the end of charlotte this season no okay <laughs> it didn't seem like they're trying to at all it seemed like they were just padding out because they couldn't because mm-hmm. they weren't going to try um hence <laughs> the bin of sin <laughs> The machinations of Holbrook and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holbrook. I don't know. Part of me is like, oh, we should have watched some of those other episodes. But at the same time, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like Andrew, Shady, Mikey Montgomery, Cyrus Petrillo, like being a burn, burn victim. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there. Next time, wear pants. All right. Well, let's uh, jump into how the Ace Little Christmas. I think this is the first uh, holiday episode we've actually done. Mm. So we. Did not do the first secret or the ghost train one or Great New World. So no, I missed these episodes. Yeah, I I missed the the epic waiting. The oh shit, it's an event. You know, it's it's tied into a holiday, and we're we're not going to see anything again for a couple of months. Um. Also, this episode is ginormous. There's a lot that happens here. It's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, so How the Ace Stole Christmas 513 written by I'm Marlene King and Kyle Bowne directed by I'm Marlene King it's Christmas even though it's like June or July or whenever they were filming this apparently it was like ridiculously hot and yet yeah, uh, they do coats. a pretty good job yeah and unless you look closely you can't really tell they're all in their winter coats it's like snowy and icy 
the happy Hanukkah car and all that. I mean, Rosewood almost looks like a nice place when it's covered in snow. I mean, it looks nice normally, I'd say. Average small town. Looks like a happy place. Yeah. So As these girls are strutting down the street talking about hoping a dirty four-letter word and the murder trial that Spencer's going down for. Arya's outfit is the most Arya outfit. She's been doing a lot of leopard print lately, yeah. But also with the skull with scarf. The skull scarf, yeah. That is a nice touch. Mm. Yeah, Spencer is on, out on not house arrest, just bail, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm surprised they don't have her on some kind of house arrest. I guess her parents are good lawyers, so. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see hijinks with like a ginormous fucking bracelet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're all for looking at like some Christmas uh, display in a shop, like to make wishes and then. Hannah flashes back to simpler times when Mona was madly in love with her. Mona tells Hannah that she's her first friend, which in <laughs> your fucking face, Leslie Stone. I know. Well, no, that, that adds up. <laughs> and uh, back in present day, Hannah's sad because Mona's dead. And then they run into a lawyer because Mona is the type of person who would have retained the services of a lawyer in the event of her death to hand out like secret clues and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer can smell the lawyer because of like how expensive his pen is. Um, I love, I love pens as status mm-hmm. symbols in Rosewood. Um, yeah, the nice pen. Also, he approaches these girls in the most normal way possible, like on the street after staring at photos of them in the ass. Naturally, yeah. There's also a whole bit where they're like being really condescending to Hannah because she's talking about gestures instead of like hand gestures, like court gestures. Yeah. And they're like, ha ha ha, you dumb bitch. Yeah. Um, the dealer and his family is putting on an ice ball benefiting the homeless of Philadelphia. Sure. I mean, how rich are the dealer rentuses? Like, is Ken just like, I hope I can write this off. <laughs> it's a charity called the human fund money for people. Yeah. They, little thing Hannah gets from Mona is like a letter basically saying like, I'm probably dead if you read this, but carry on without me. And then like some maps to Allie's house, like drawn and crayon. LOL kisses. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kisses. M. I'm taking, I'm talking to you from the grave. That's great. Only Mona would write that. I went out fighting. <laughs> How would you start your letter from beyond the grave? Oh gosh. I don't know. I mean, probably if you're reading this, I must be dead or, you know, if you're reading this, the police have informed you that I'm dead. Something like that. Do you, do you end up a postscript of like, avenge me? Mm, I would want it to be something that haunts the person for a long time. Like just, just posthumous like dick pics or something. No, not that. Something, something that just causes them a lot of guilt, I guess. I see you like, yeah, it starts off with, if you're reading this, I'm dead. And I feel like the end of the letter is, by the way, the paper's poisoned. So, so are you. Nah. No, I think it would be like, P.S. This is all your fault. Something like that. I think you could do better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ari puts some change in Santa's bucket. He gives her a snow globe. Uh, oh, sorry. So, one of the things is the map with the Mona's letter. Mm-hmm. That is a John map. John and Cran. Yeah. John and Cran. Of Mona's, of all of Allison's like hiding places in her house as cataloged by Mona. Sure. And then, yeah, Arya gives Santa a dollar or whatever, and he gives her a snow globe. 
that has their pictures in it and on the back says a takes a holiday you should too which i interpret as a saying like look it's fucking christmas like don't expect a lot from me yeah. i'm too busy making a baby hooker uh, cologne yeah <laughs> Uh, I, I, why didn't they like chase that seriously down? shake this fucking like santa claus down <laughs> who gave this to you yeah i have a lot of questions fat man <laughs> it's just like look i'm a heroin addict <laughs> i just do it untold for money that's how it is and then uh we cut to Allie. she's like waking up in her bed because she sleeps on top of the covers and her clothes <laughs> I'm, and- sorry, I'm just picturing spencer like let's get a car battery and hook it to his testicles I think he's full of answers. <laughs> Turns out he was just full of piss and vomit. <laughs> uh, yeah, Allison is having, as you do, dreams of her dead mother. So for this all being in Allison's head, it's like remarkably structured and theatrical. Sure. Like she has a That's dream. A TV show. And she has a dream where her dead mother comes into her room and she's like, someone's going to come and tell you some stuff. You better listen to every word she says. I mean, they're, they're kind of doing Christmas Carol, but not all yeah. the way. Yeah. I mean, they, I don't know. I almost wish they'd gone full in and like owned it because they, they do past and they do future. They don't really do present. I mean, like if Mona had stayed dead, like if you're doing a ridiculous thing with like the ghost of Mona, just be like, we're doing the Christmas girl. Just, just go all the way. Yeah. Like, you know, at that point. Well, I mean, if Mona had stayed dead, I wouldn't have minded if like ice dominatrix Mona ghost shows up. Occasionally. Well, who, <laughs> if you're going to do full Christmas Carol, do you have Mona the whole time? Or do you like, is she the, uh, what's the guy's name? Like Scrooge's business partner. It's like Jacob or, Oh, Jacob. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Tiny Tim's dad. Do no. you, yeah, no, he's not Tiny Tim's dad, is it? No, yeah, you're thinking of the, the old one. The one that you screwed over with the door knocker and all that stuff. The, the one on the chains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley. Yeah. Is is Moni or Jacob Marley? And then do you then have three other ghosts of Christmas, past, present, and future? What a great question. I mean, uh, Andrew Parker here, Jessica DeLaurentis could be one of them. Mm-hmm. You could bring in, say, Ian, right? Yeah. And Ian and Wilden, maybe. <laughs> Just... Trying to think like people she is like semi responsible for their death. You know? I feel like it's like same thing, guys. All we could get was Wilden. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's a never working. That would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Ian's yeah. just drinking milk. It's <laughs> <as> a ghost. <laughs> Ian, like, like if he was all like kind of like he's like bleeding from the side of his head, like he's all like kind of fucked up and ghoulish. That would be pretty goddamn cool. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But, the intro is all Christmified with like they uh, they made it look like they're doing Mona's uh, makeup and whatnot. Also, she's in like the eye, which is weird. Mm-hmm. It's a little something. There's like a ho 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 like in the background as the music plays. I really like the shot where the coffin is covered in snow and it's and, like dripping blood. Yeah, that's great. I wish they did that more. Often. It makes it so much more macabre. Well, and then like the the pretty little liars text is in red, and then it blows away with like a, a winter flurry. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish they did. I wish they had fun like that more often than like three times total on the show. Mm-hmm. So Allie's plinking around on the piano afterwards, staring at her mom. This is the beginning of fucking mopey Allison. I feel like mm-hmm. like it's really setting in now. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. Oh, so this is Christmas. Mm-hmm. When we will touch back in with these ladies after this, it'll be March. 
ish. It's three months later, yeah. So was she just like moping around, like glamorously moping around for three months? Seemingly, she lost her whole army like immediately after Christmas. Like the twins we never see again, Jenna and Sydney or Jaywall. Like, Guys, we could take over the world, or I could just sit around in oversized sweatshirts, mm-hmm. staring out the window wistfully. You know. I mean, um, I, I know why, that, like, the, the whole impetus behind Allie suddenly having emotions is so we can build up to her having, like, this connection with Charlotte mm-hmm. for the big, you know, reveal. But I just don't like it. Like, I feel like Allie is a character we should never, we should never be able to get inside of her head. She should always seem apart from the liars and, you know, like, maybe you catch, like, a gr- brief moment or a glimpse of, like, the inner life of Allie but I, I just I don't know making her just like the fifth liar and like having her be all sad and mopey I just don't think works it ends character. at the very end of the next episode that's, what do you mean that's the end of Allison like oh yeah it's like it like the change is fully set in yeah and then at, after that then it's like no you only get the bare slashes here and there of like old bitchy Allie and she's just like oh I'm sad I'm gonna go to church and hang out with Lorenzo what was your your hope that was like Dun dun! Five years forward, Allison's in jail, like tats, like Cape Fear tats. I mean, I would have gone personally just myself, and you know, I would have gone more extreme on the five years forward. Hmm. Like their lives are all pretty good. Even Emily is like, "Oh, my life is so bad. I'm a bartender. Probably makes amazing tips." You, you want know? one of them to have like lost an arm or something? I, I think you got to go lost. You know, I, you have to go back. I think you know, like you need to the, jump off a bridge. You need the metaphorical beard, like driving around listening to Nirvana, and like, like obviously on heroin. <laughs> That's just, what I think you're Spencer's missing. Spencer's just stealing oxy pills mm-hmm. <laughs> in the hospital. You go in that courtroom and you ask my dad if I'm too high to try <laughs> this case. Spencer, why don't you take it down a notch? All right. Anyway. Um, anyway, so she falls asleep on the couch. There's little Allison in a dream memory playing piano and sexy ice zombie Mona is going to like guide her through this memory. Janelle Parrish having a lot of fun in this crazy look. Having the most fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, this whole bit where like Jessica comes in because young Allie has found like these two presents and uh, Jessica has to teach young Allie to lie. You know? Like, correct her memory. Mm-hmm. You should perform, like, fucking psychic surgery on us. I like the, uh, why are you suppressing this memory? It's because daddy will leave us. <laughs> Allison's like, eh. Not two dresses. One, she makes her repeat it, too. I like that extra detail. Like, gets the daughter to say what she's supposed to. And it's like, okay, Allie, now tell it to me again. <laughs> yeah. And Mona says, and that, and the monster was born. Mm. Um. Wouldn't this have worked a lot better if it was just the Alley twin? Like I know they're yeah. trying to avoid that and all that. Like do the whole CC Charles Charlotte like switcheroo. I don't know. No, Allison twin would have worked better. I I I think that's one area where they wanted to maintain the surprise. You know. Yeah. Like they'd already done the Mona thing, and they probably felt like it wouldn't be a, if we just did followed the book some more. It would be too, you know, like people would have guessed it too easily. So they wanted to like keep people guessing. Yeah. Anyway, young Allie learning to lie. Allie waking up going, oh no, uh, like a, an ornament fell and broke. I'm about to become boring. And then cut to here lie the bro- broken bones of Toby Cavanaugh. 
Toby's like, it's a film reference. I really like that. I like the shot. I use this in my R.I.P. Toby video. I feel like it's uh, it's very haunting. You just like Toby's big like camera boner that he will put in his lap. I just like it. It sounds like you like it. Wow. Seems like he likes it too. When when did Toby become a photographer? Because I don't recall it before this episode, and I'm pretty sure we never see him holding that camera again. Like they just like borrow Arya's camera equipment or something. Spencer, hear me out. This is going to sound really weird. Remember that whole thing where uh, I'm dancing around this? You thought I was dead and I was working with Mona. I just really got into the photography. Mm-hmm. And let and, me show you my And book. you'll never see it again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we have Spencer Hastings, high school senior, putting on a sexy Christmas outfit while explaining to her boyfriend that she may be going to jail for a murder she didn't commit. And also going over the covert operations that she and her friends are going to overtake tonight. Well, she has a line here. She says... This might be my last Christmas. I feel like they could have maybe pushed that a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Like, like what if Spencer declared, if I'm convicted, I'll kill myself or something like that. Like, like they could get dark. Is that what you want? I don't know. I don't want her to kill herself, obviously. But like, if they got to that place in their kind of like psychic situation there where it's like, if this happens, like I'm not gonna let A lock me up for the rest of my life. I'll just kill myself. I don't know. No. It's a bad taste in my mouth. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. She comes out with her Santa outfit on. I can only assume they're about to do something nasty to Toby while he sits in that chair. Mm-hmm. I mean He's still somewhat mobile. You think he's got some kind? Do you remember the 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 kids at our high school who the the guy and the girl they were both on the football team and they broke the same leg? I do. Yeah, nobody remembers that though, except for us. Well, they learned how to have sex with mm-hmm. them both having broken legs. Yeah, at school too. So next day, it's uh, I guess this is at the church. Because we just saw it outside of the church. Well, it's also inside the church. Yeah. Um, there's I, Marlene King's son getting a big present. And also Claire, who's deaf. And Hannah uh, can sign. Caleb walks in. He's a little uh, little happy. Oh, I forgot. real quick. I just want to say Mary Ho-Ho in the last scene. Mm. I think that's not a thing that people say, right? Uh, I suppose I can pull it off. Okay. Mary Ho-Ho. Uh, Caleb's like, I'm pretty sure that kid peed on me. Pretty sure? <laughs> I think you know when you got peed on, Caleb. That mean little girl. She keeps calling me a dum-dum. So is this little girl Addison Derringer? Her name is Addison, I think, is the only attribution we get. So I think we could probably say, like, yeah, she grew up. The mean one grew up to be Addison Derringer, the character that Abba Allen is apparently playing in five or 7B. You say Abba? Is it Abba? I would assume it's Ava. It's but Ava? I don't know. Whatever. Ava Allen, Ava Allen, write us in, let us know. But she's got a, a mini Allison. She's like a mini Allison with like her little pillow analogs. Of course, there's like five liars there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it almost seems like the the deaf girl should have been like a little Mona, but close enough. Well, but, she's got glasses. I mean, yeah, this girl's got some attitude. She does, young Addison. Here. I mean, good for her. <laughs> uh, and Hannah throws it right back in Rosewood, but she gets buried. All the girls are like, oh, shit. 
I almost would have preferred if uh, Hannah just like had mentored this little girl. I think she she did her best. At the very least, she got the rest of these girls to go be nice to was it Claire? Yeah, yeah. I I feel like we should have also mentioned that both Hannah and Caleb were dressed like elves there. Yeah, yeah. Caleb's really uncomfortable with little the Allison mini me the Addison girl. Like he's throwing some real shade at her. Um, well, she's which, pretty mean, you know. Like what? How are you, how are you supposed to react to that? I want to get a look at the kid who may or may not have peed on Caleb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so meanwhile you know, at the school, the Shady Days Nursing Home has come to the high school to be sung to. <laughs> what a name. Yeah. Shady Days Nursing Home. Yeah, there's some Christmas caroling. We got Paige, Emily. I always go overboard. Yeah, Paige has the all, always go overboard shirt. Paige and Emily, uh, Lucas, Jenna, and Sydney are all singing some Christmas carols, having a good time. I feel like this, like this Lucas in this episode is just like he's unrecognizable with the Santa outfit on. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. It, starting with his stuff in Five A, it's like Lucas is a completely different character almost. Basically, yeah. I mean, you you hand wave it and be like, oh, you know, he uh, went through some changes the senior year or whatever. <laughs> Came more confident after he invented his app that. Let's you poop on people. Andrew emailed us to ask, what if uh, his off-scene girlfriend is just Sarah Harvey? Ooh. Like it's a honeypot situation? Yeah. Met her in the shower. Hi, you must be Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which, by the way, Andrew, just go ahead and be our intern. I feel like we need your services. Um, this, This scene is just bonkers. Arya's serving cookies to these people. She's just her typical Aria Harley Quinn. Those are some nice kids, you know. I didn't do this when I was in high school. That's for fucking sure. No, you didn't. Um, Ezra shows up dressed like a teacher. He is no longer a teacher. He's he he drove over here with like copious amounts of gifts for his teenage girlfriend. He's pretty ridiculous here. He got her some big diamond something somethings and like a crazy dress. Uh, we don't see the dress now, but yeah, I mean, I guess he just knows her size and can go to the the local seamstress or whatever i just pictured him going to like the to mandy at the boutique and just like doing like hand gestures like she's like this mandy's like please stop i get it (laughs) she's like this sounds like a really small person Hmm. (laughs) anyway (laughs) and he's like yes where is it we hear from aria as are just like small women that's right. We do hear that eventually. <laughs> also, poor Ezra. Only two ponies as a kid. He only asked for one, though. <laughs> Ezra and his fucking ponies. So, remember when Ezra was all like, I'm poor. Closer to the mic. I'm too busy laughing at ponies. <laughs> you remember when Ezra was like, I'm poor. I have to take this job at Rosewood again. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just for the book, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I feel confident that, like, he had like all that BS about him, like cutting off his family. He's still got like a trust fund or something he's pulling from. He's loaded. Mm. This guy's such a procrastinator as a writer that like he went and created a whole office in another city mm-hmm. with like big printouts and computers and like people on the payroll. Yeah. Yeah. Paying out bribes, itemized sourcing. Yeah. Buying Aria some like expensive diamond earrings and necklace and dress. I mean, like if those are actually diamonds, and pearls like if those are real that's a lot of money right i mean i don't, I don't know what jewelry costs but 
It looks like it costs a lot of money. Well, just <laughs> there was a whole issue about him being rehired because of their relationship, and now he is flaunting it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess he quit. Well, because he got shot, and he just never. I went think back they to work. said at the end of season four that he was like done there, but. I feel like, you know, Hackett comes over, like, already, like, grinding his teeth. Like, Ezra, you're not really pulling your weight volunteering. Ezra's like, oh, I'm not here to volunteer. <laughs> I'm so rich. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sydney comes over to talk to Emily, and it's really seemingly trying to make amends and be like, can't we just get along? Emily's not really having it. Sydney's like, I just know you liked Christmas, so Merry Christmas. And Emily's like, mm, fuck off. <laughs> Emily just shoots her hands forward and pulls out one of Sydney's eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paige is on the phone. She's upset about something, but she doesn't want to talk about it right now. Yeah. And then Arya, the mistletoe cop, just walks by and is like, mistletoe, look up. There is so much happening in this scene. I know. There's there's a lot of moving parts. And Arya's just like roaming around, spreading cheer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. In Arya's fashion. Mm-hmm. And then we just get this random scene of Cindy and Mindy getting makeovers from Allison. Yeah. And it's... They do a good job where, like, I don't know, maybe it's something about the way they did Cindy and Mindy's eyes, but it, it makes it look like they're, they, like, you can tell, like, they normally wear glasses. Something about the way their eyes look, you know? Like, how, you know, like, people with glasses, when they take their glasses off, it, you know, like, their eyes are kind of squinty. I, you know, not like I can tell them the actresses apart, but yeah. I feel like the one on the right here is the one who's going to be on the right later on, because she seems more expressive than the other. Okay. Yeah. In your face, one on the left. That's right, one on the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's all... like it's like this scene is just here because like this is Allison's version of spreading cheer and or we want you to recognize these girls later. I mean, we've, the twins have been around for a while, though. Right, right. But, you know, with their fancy makeovers and when they're not wearing glasses. I really want the twins to come back. I know. Because um, they're at the trial. They are. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much sure they're all season five. And then like you don't see them again. Mm. Um, so cut to the, the big insane Christmas ball. that's like in this giant ballroom there's like everything's all like white icy like there's like a dance floor that's like fake ice i mean this is ridiculous this Mm -hmm. is crazy there's like people wearing like these weird like bluish white faces Mm -hmm. like they're out of like Mm -hmm. a cat in the hat or something or or i guess how the grinch stole christmas would be a better reference they Um, look like goddamn evil fae evil people from mr strange and dr norrell or whatever it is um john strange and mr norrell um this this fucking complex like like people can rent out and do dances here like the prom it's like i love that you're like oh you want to throw on a ball but don't worry we have a maze mm-hmm. we have a whole maze we can set up you need the hedge maze we got it yeah the liars are all in some variation of like silver and white dresses i think hannah's is probably the best of these i would say emily's is like particularly va va boom that's emily's dress is always like that yeah she's always kind of falling out of it um, Spencer goes over to talk to Lucas and he's just like, you know, I'll do anything to help you, which sure, whatever. <laughs> he's um, like, this was the greatest day of my life. I mean, she says Lucas at one point here, because I feel like she needed to do so we knew who the hell this is. Cause it's like, you can't tell with the beard and everything. Mm. He's got like painted eyebrows and like, they're like frosted white. He's got like, looks like cheeks that are, color to look. yeah yeah a little little bit of blush on the cheeks and nose and then he starts on it's like oh what do you want for christmas or whatever and she's just like go away 
but yeah. this interaction lasts long enough that I think Spencer's uncomfortable sitting in his lap. Yeah. Well, it's something I can't remember her exact line when she sits down, but like Spencer has a way of making everything seem like a little bit sexual, mm-hmm. uh, which with Lucas is, yeah. So they're all dancing. Uh, we see that Ezra and Paige and Caleb have shown up. Um, no Toby. Poor Toby stuck at home. Oh. Paige is like in this crazy like white disco suit thing with like these black stripes down the side. Like a 70s prom tux. Bell bottom legs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, so they're all just hanging out. Like their their goal ostensibly is like they're gonna wait around and then watch Allie. So she finally shows up just in time for what is this fight song playing? Mm-hmm. Shows the up. fucking theatricality. She shows up with an entourage of masked girls. Mm-hmm. Of course. Flanked by Jenna and Sydney on one side and Cindy and Mindy on the other. For some reason, the liars are like, who are they? Like you can't tell. Yeah. Like at one point. Emily is in the room with Jenna and it's like, where's Jenna? And it's like, that's obviously Jenna. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Jenna wasn't like, really, bitch? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also there's the the person in the big white hood just lurking around who we'll find out is Susie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Hannah and Spencer go off to do their thing. I love that the, the gender swapping where Caleb's like, be careful. <laughs> yeah, Arya's one job is to watch Allie. She loses Allie almost immediately. Because well, she sees Allison making out of Santa Claus and then instantly runs off to tell people. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, there's like five people, I think, left at the ball. There's Arya, Emily, uh, Caleb, Ezra, and Paige. All, all their, their whole job is to keep an eye on Allie. Mm-hmm. Somehow they lose her. Five people. Yeah. Crack, crack team there. Yeah, I love how she runs to Emily and she's like, I saw Allie kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the Allison Delorentis house, Spencer is somehow surprised by Hannah. Like, did they take separate cars? I love the look of like the winter murderland in the dark of Allison's house. I love how they make the house seem ginormous. You got the window panes that are all like kind of frosted, frosted up on the there. edges. Yeah, that's a good look. Uh, so they start lurking around for their whole plan is like they're gonna find some evidence that proves Allie like was involved with Mona or Bethany Young or something like that by using the get, get Spencer off the hook the hiding places map yeah mm-hmm. so back at the ball Emily's watching Lucas take a picture with Sydney and Jenna still seemingly doesn't have any idea who they are they're all just wandering around Aria runs into Holbrook here I love this. He's so sleazy. Yeah. Like his his gross machismo swag is turned like, on. Does he maybe have a little bit of like the Natalie Dormer thing where it's like one side of the mouth is like, I don't know, like like a palsy or something there? Because or is that just the way he talks? I don't know. I feel like you can see it there on his face that like one side of his like mouth a crooked is grin kind of like stretch back. Yeah, I feel like you could explain this to me better than anyone else. Um. Yeah, I don't know. But like his his thing is undone. There's like a wife beater underneath. Like, yes. <laughs> I feel like he's carrying around like a fifth of Jack Daniels in one hand. Um, he might be like slightly fixated on Arya. She's on his naughty list. Well, she definitely got a sense of male butt. Yeah. Um when she says something, he's just like, I got a hard time believing you. And he like he wants to like especially bring up Ezra. Tell Ezra. I think he has good taste. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah he's just leering at her like mm-hmm. i mean i i guess he's probably drunk at least like that's the kind of sense i get from him but yeah he's just like oh you're on my naughty list and it's just like what the fuck you're gross go away mm-hmm. but he, he's having a little fun with it it's like he's seemingly al has told him something so that he feels like he's kind of like in on things a little more now and he's well, kind of like stick rubbing her face in it it's the same thing as when he comes up on the one we're going to cover in a little bit like he's enjoying trying to intimidate these teenage girls like mm-hmm. using his station as a not just a man but a man in authority um I'm surprised they have him like clean shaven here. Yeah, yeah, no five o'clock shower. Even the way he like just like, oh, Taylor's right. I think he has good taste. And he kind of like he walks away, but like looking over his shoulder, leering at her as he goes, you know, like mm-hmm. he's having way too much fun there. And, like saunters off. I mean, I expected him to like turn around, like crash into that sign. Yeah. So Allie goes into the maze and wanders around. Eventually, ooh, this is foreshadowing, runs into Cece. Mm-hmm. Uh, as she will in 609. Cece's there. Cece has like this crazy like silver paint I mean, over eyes. This whole fucking scenario is like Cold War Berlin. <laughs> no. I mean, there's ins and outs. There's like Cece's, so many secret rendezvous. Cece's wanted for murder of a police officer, but she still finds time to dress up and go to the ball. Oh, I mean, are you are you roughly arguing that that could be the conceivable reason that Holbrook is here is he's like sniffed out the possibility that Cece could come visit Allison? No, I think he's on Allie's side at this point. I don't know. I have some ideas. We'll get into them. In you think he's, he's playing both sides of the pillow talk? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Uh, eventually, Emily kind of gets the nod from Sydney that she should follow them. So she goes in there, and Sydney reveals herself. And then Jenna does, too. Oh, my God. I didn't know it was you. And they're just like, oh, we... Allie offered me a, like a spot on her posse once. I said no. It didn't make the same mistakes twice. And she blinded me. Yeah. So it's like they're just they're lying low on like Allie's like team of bitches until whatever until they graduate. Yeah, and then of course uh, Sydney's just like something or other, and, and Emily's like, "Oh, you're sleeping with the enemy." And like, I'm not gay, Emily. And Emily's like, "Look at me. <laughs> yes, you are." <laughs> Emily's just like bullshit. <laughs> I can understand it from Jenna. She's blind. I love earlier, we forgot to mention that uh, Emily makes a crack about whether or not Jenna can hear. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, uh, back to Allie and Cece. Cece made her some special perfume, which I believe uh, Heather Hogan described as smelling like a baby hooker. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a whole lot of like Mona's, Mona can't like hurt you anymore. It's very, it's very vague. You know, you're like, oh, what does this mean? Is this confirming that she did something to Mona, or do they just think Mona's dead? But I, I took it at the time as just them, th- their supposition being that Mona's dead. They're, they assumed Mona's Literally dead. Little we yeah. know that she'll go back to the dollhouse, presumably, and there's Mona dressed <laughs> up like Allison. Cece knows exactly where Mona is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back at the Delirantis house, they're looking around the dark. Emily, or I'm sorry, not Emily. Hannah opens Tippy's empty bird cage and like on the bottom of it is a fake passport for uh holly varjack i believe mm-hmm. on the news meanwhile toby's watching all this on his camera on the news it says they're about to get snowed in there's this whole bit where spencer found a whole bunch of personals that are on like, the back of a painting or a portrait hanging on the wall oh is that what that is that's okay. i think it's why it's, it's tipped over there okay yeah this doesn't really go anywhere she's like oh i found all these newspaper clippings or 
it's like a is communicating with Allie like like she did in season two and that just never goes anywhere mm-hmm. but yeah they found the holly varjack passport and spencer really just dropped some massive burns on Allie, like via some breakfast at tiffany's well, references she, she can break down the book and the movie and psycho psychoanalyze yeah. allison and the negative at the same time that she's the kind of idiot who thinks that holly go lightly would marry paul varjack yeah know, yeah and live happily ever after nice uh breakfast at tiffany's hairdo for Allie there in the photo mm-hmm so they're looking around. Meanwhile, they've lost Allie. Holbrook looks even more sauce. Like his <laughs> thing is way open now. Yeah, his Santa jacket's completely undone. You just see the wife feeder. He like he's drinking champagne and appears to be hitting on someone. Is that Sydney? I or? think it's Sydney. Yeah. I wonder, like, are there like deleted scenes we're missing out on? You know, what if he? What if he was just drunk on set? And they're just like, use any takes that we can actually use. I, I don't think so. No. <laughs> Like he just he just sauntered in mm-hmm. like like toasted. Yeah, so they're all standing around. Nobody worrying. nobody questions this though. <laughs> they're just like, that seems normal. Well, but he's a cop though, so what do you do? You know what I mean? Like he's in that position of authority. What do you? Well, it's kind of funny. I mean, right now I feel like he's almost maybe sort of look, making Wilden look professional. <laughs> yeah. Wilden never showed up drunk. He did go to the party in the first secret, though. It's true, but he was off duty then, possibly. Well, I mean, Holbrook's off duty now, right? Maybe. Yeah. He's like, I'm filing this away. I'm getting paid for this. Yeah, so they go off to follow who they think are Allie and the person in the white coat. Meanwhile, Ezra and Caleb distract Holbrook here. I don't know what they tell him. But I would love to hear that conversation. Yeah. Stay away from my girlfriend. <laughs> I do have good taste, though. High five. Caleb's like, do you uh, you guys need to settle this? I can uh, just step away. Yeah. And Holbrook's like, where does the guy get some blow around here? So they follow who they think is Allie and the other white-coated person. It turns out, after Paige and Lucas show up to block the way. <laughs> the, the look that the two of them give each other when they see what really is. <laughs> yeah, they do this weird thing where they, they step what? out and like block the, the passage and then like do this like double take at each other. Like, huh? But so Ari and Emily can't see it. So they're just like, ha ha, unmask yourself. Little do they know these girls turn around wearing Allison masks. Yeah, the twins of uh, switch clothes with Cece and Allie, and they're wearing Allie masks and Allie wigs. And they take off their masks. Like, like what happens now? Like, do they talk to these girls or do they just like turn around and walk away? <laughs> Does somebody like throw down a smoke bomb and they just disappear? Yeah. But also, okay, so Allison didn't know Cece was going to show up. Okay, mm-hmm. she couldn't have foreseen this plan. Sure. So at some point, they they had to beckon the twins over and be like, "Let's switch clothes." I guess so. Yeah. So then Holbrook could have walked in. There's like four women in different stages of undress, like backstage of the <laughs> Donald like, Trump fashion show. Does another swig of his fifth of vodka or something? Yeah. I love my job. Yeah. Well, like, like at this point, they're like, "Oh, it's just the fucking twins." So they just all like just like ugh, whatever and just like turn around and walk away like they don't even bother to talk to the twins all right like, you guys are fucking creeps yeah. you guys are weird hope you know that <laughs> what was the nickname cindy and oh gay rons that's yeah. right <laughs> so hannah's like up in the attic now and there's this whole thing where like i mean this is this is convoluted where she, there's like a chest she wants to open and so she goes to like a little jewelry box and finds a key to open the chest and there's like a uh, what do they call those things? Um, jack in the box in there that she cranks and it opens up and it's a Mad Hatter Jack in the box. And so she's like, 
hatter hatter and then like goes to a hat box and like there's something in the hat box i mean it's insane but first mm -hmm. she finds allison's archery trophy from camp which will play into her her thing in the trial later and then the fantastic where she finds the tape recorder allison made and she presses play and allison on the tape recorder says get out of my stuff or i'll kill you and anna's like Ugh, and like throws it down yeah that's great i kind of wish ali it, like they later on they're like oh ali lied about being an archer i kind of wish that was not the case hmm. um yeah there's the whole thing where they find this uh, supposed letter from bethany young where or there's two yeah from bethany young but it was as though ali had asked her to come on labor day and like mm -hmm. to wear that top mm -hmm. but then i think we find out later it's forged so the whole thing's just like a rabbit trail yeah it gets a little confusing it's like all this is set up by a seemingly right it's it's confusing. It's very confusing. Yeah. Um, also, I think in the scenes where they're talking about Holbrook, the rest of the liars, they kind of posit this idea that Holbrook was the one who helped Cece escape, which I don't know if that's like supposed to be official canon or that's just like their false supposition or whatever. But um, you mean because uh, Officer Barry's been saved? Well, I mean, they, they didn't air that. So who knows? You know? Now, was that deleted scene not from 6A? That was from 610, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's all very confusing to me. Like, because there's a whole thing around Holbrook calls and Allie answers, and he, like, seems to recognize her or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. It, it seems like they were going for more with Holbrook, and then they just changed their mind eventually, and it's just like, oh, he just got seduced by Allie. What, what makes it equally confusing is that it's never mentioned by her at all no no they, like, they never once. sit Allie down and be like okay explain cyrus which Holbrook. is which is why i would love if she had uh, if she was dissociative or if she had a twin and it was like her twin it seduced <laughs> him ruined his life seduced and abandoned him um yeah. all right let's get a move on here joby's watching he he sees the a is like there in the window he's got a fucking knife like a stainless steel like a big kitchen knife. Yeah. Beautifully like reflective kitchen knife. Spencer's hiding behind a couch because she she sends day coming or whatever. Uh, it's uh, mildly creepy as A is just wandering around. Yeah. Uh, Spencer's going to break a photo of Jessica D and make a shiv because she heard Arya did it one time. <laughs> Marlene King is really into shiv making, I think. It's like, what what will the liars do in this situation? They'll make a shiv. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Upstairs, Hannah's just like opening false walls and there's all kinds of shit going on. And Hannah will get knocked unconscious by A. Um, there's gonna be a wall of masks upstairs <laughs> in Allison's, including the baby zombie mask, in which someone will look out from the eyes. I mean, just what the fuck? Spencer texts Hannah, and of course Hannah left her phone on the couch because that's what they always do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, they don't have pockets, so maybe. Maybe that happens more often if you're just setting your phone down. Yeah. But yeah, eventually Hannah wakes up. She, I was surprised, like, because she put the note in inside her dress, like, like under her bra or whatever. The the letter she found, it was not taken, so they they still have it. Mm -hmm. It's like A just knocked her out and then hid and watched or something. Yeah. Uh, so then later on, they've all decamped back to Hastings' house. The roads are snowed in, like the roads out of town. Like I guess all their parents are out of town. Yeah, all the parents are out of town waiting for them to they, join them. They can all get to Spencer's house just fine. Oh, it's just a walk across the cemetery. Sure. Um, Toby pronounces the Bethany letter as reasonable doubt of Spencer's guilt. <laughs> sure. So the orgy is on. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Kayla's got the bag of ice on Hannah's head. That's funny. Um, so I guess they all stay the night, right? Because it's night right yeah. now. Yeah, and it's like uh, they're watching the Christmas Carol. Meanwhile, Allie's waking up to Mona singing to her, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, yeah, this whole bit where <laughs> Mona like disappears and like reappears to scare Allie and laughs in her face. Uh, she's delightful. Yeah, she's so puckish. Um, yeah. Then we get the Jessica D. Black Widow ghost of the Christmas future nightmare. Uh, yeah, they never did find your legs. What the fuck? Yeah, Allison in the coffin. You look pretty good considering. Um. Jessica D's like, it's all my fault. They'll be coming for you soon. Then there's like all these like shades on the wall, like like, like screaming. a ghost or something. Yeah, like yeah. shades from well, hell. The, there's a great line uh, when Allie sees a coffin. She says, when? And Mona says, does it matter? And Allie says, it does to me. And only that. to you. Yeah. I love that line, though. It kind of reminds me of Tyrion's whole like, you know, more me when I'm gone. And she's like, how do you know? And he's like, I'll know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're... Where did Allie's legs go? Like, are they ever going to pay off that foreshadowing? I don't know. Probably well, not. It's, it's a dream in Allison's head, so who knows? Yeah, but it's like, to me, it's like you can't just, like, put something like that in there and, and just not have it ever mean anything at all. I think they've definitely, well, I mean, there's a lot of, I feel like the legs thing kind of ties into all of the metaphorical walking after midnight that Allison does. Uh, I think the interesting thing is uh, Jessica D as the Black Widow. Yeah, and all of her secrets to come. Um, which <laughs> Black Widow, not Jessica D. Yeah, it's your favorite. It is. Uh, we're about to head into seven B, and we still don't know for sure who killed Jessica. Mm-hmm. It was Ken. It was Ken, but we don't know that for sure. Um, then the next morning. So I mean, they all slept here. Seemingly, did like they all just each well, take a bedroom? I mean, not a lot of slept. Not a lot sleeping, of sleeping was had. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd like to know how this all worked out. I'm just saying the the Christmas orgy, just the the sleeping arrangements. Yeah. Well, you figure it's three stories minimum. There's Spencer's room, Melissa's room, and like the, the parents' master. room. Yeah. yeah. Then there's like the uh, Peter's den. I'm sure Ezra's like on the desk. Do you think if they go into like this is the, a mighty desk into the Hastings master bedroom, you like flip a switch and a sex swing drops from the ceiling? I absolutely think that. Mm-hmm. Also. You could fit eight people in that robot sex shower. You definitely could, yeah. <laughs> really get some some moisturization happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're all in PJs, and then the infamous scene of uh, Caleb, Toby, Ezra, and Paige and Santa boxers. Oh man, they're all so happy. They are ecstatic. I mean, I think you can tell that it was hard for them to get this shot because apparently the PLLs were off screen, just like laughing hysterically the entire time. I remember when we talked to Heather Hogan before for this air, and we were all like 110%. That's just a dream. Yeah. There's no, no way that's there's real. There's no way that's real. Yeah. No. Nope. I was like, ha ha. It is really funny to watch. Like, I feel like the, the laughter is very genuine here. Like, I mean, Ezra's face, like, whatever Ian's Harding's doing here, mm-hmm. it's something. Mm-hmm. He's having way too much fun. He is indeed a real Christmas chicken. I like, they didn't forget to give him a scar. Oh, he's got the scar. He's got the scar. Nice. Toby on his fucking crutch like Tiny Tim. Yep. Tiny Toby. Mm-hmm. Paige is really sassing it up there. I would argue, you know, the guys have obviously been working out. Mm-hmm. Paige looks the best. Like, she's not, like, super cheesy. She doesn't have that crazy grin like Ezra does. Yeah. Like, he's just really, like, 
like, it's just like opened mouth like Whoa. grin it's like psychotic so what is the thing on top of his sh- they don't all have the same shorts they but- all have different boxers yeah. yeah he's got a little bit of like some fringe or something yeah yeah i started to think like maybe his shorts already coming down a little bit mm. <laughs> he's ready to go I've been wearing a condom for three hours, guys. I'm so excited. <laughs> so then it's like kind of montage of Christmas stuff. I like, do they go to the store? Or like, do the Hastings just have like, like, they the, just have a shit ton of food, including the cabinet, including the giant chicken? Yeah. Which Aria will presumably not eat. I mean, they just have like a storehouse, like in the basement or something. They're bringing in all this food. Like the, like Peter Hastings, a secret, like a doomsday prepper. Tio <laughs> Twaki. I take precautions. <laughs> And then uh, I think it's almost time for. Oh wait, no. First, first uh, we got to get Toby being comforted by Spencer, and then Paige reveals that she's peacing out uh, at the end of the quarter. Paige is also wearing. I just noticed. Ho ho ho. Dog tags. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So she, she her parents wanted to move because Rosewood's fucking insane. Yeah. So Ezra will reveal the Christmas chicken. Allison's going to watch this happy scene from outside. Emily does a uh, may we all stay together like super jubilantly, even though to- like a toast, even though Paige has just said that she's leaving. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's geared towards like Paige. I hope you can stay. It's just like, yeah, we're all going to be together happily ever after Emily, forever. Emily's already like forgotten that Paige is leaving. Probably. Yeah. They're like, all drinking probably real champagne. Yeah. Is Christmas chicken a thing? You mean Ezra? Yeah. He's a real Christmas chicken. Well, I mean, like, no, I don't, I don't, like, it's usually ham, right? I don't know. I, I don't, you know, it's not like turkey where there's like one specific thing, like on Thanksgiving, but I don't know. Chicken, chicken seems a little low class, I guess. Well, it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's not, it's not like lamb or beef or, you know, I don't know. It's like, like just poultry. He's like, I only needed the one pony, so mm-hmm. eat up. Yeah. <laughs> this is no, uh, what was the dish that Mary Drake made? Beef something or other. Was it Beef Wellington? Beef Wellington. Yeah, it's no Beef Wellington. So they all sit down. If you just watch Ian Harding's face in these scenes, like it's something's going on. I feel like it's the realest Ian Harding ever. Mm-hmm. Like when they toast each other, like there's this bit, like they're all laughing and like Allie's watching from outside all like, wow, I have no friends now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she walks off. They do a toast and just just watch Ezra's face here. Yeah. 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 It's like his mouth is open the whole time. And then like they hear something like on the roof and and Hannah's just like Santa. And then Ezra, like he gets this look on his face like, oh, who's that? <laughs> but seriously, like you guys need to go watch this again. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, as if it's Santa. He's absolutely the one who instigated the Christmas orgy. I think he's probably still on ecstasy at this point. Is probably <laughs> what explains his behavior. He's like, I'm not. I'm, I'm an adult. I'm responsible. I mm-hmm. cut the ecstasy pill in half and the Vicodin in half. Yeah, and then I took all of it. <laughs> yeah. So they go outside. It's like, oh, is it Santa out there? No, it's not Santa. Merry Christmas, bitches. A. Hey. I feel like you can't even be mad at this. No. This is just the uh, it's festive. This is an impressive feat to pull off while they're inside Christmas chickening. And it's snowing. Yeah. I mean, props to Cece and Shower Harvey there for doing the work. <laughs> it's just, this is a real craftsmanship, yeah. <laughs> they're all just like kind of like like each couple is huddled up, just kind of like, eh. <laughs> thanks a lot, eh? Yeah. 
I mean, the tree is not the, the the impressive part. It's the lighting for sure. Yeah. Merry Christmas, bitches. So anyway, that was how the Ace stole Christmas. Not the most consequential of episodes, but a lot of fun, I would say. Yeah. And then we're moving on to 514 Three Glass Darkly, written by Joseph Dirty and Elijah Baraz, directed by Chad Lowe. Nice. Your favorite. My favorite? Sure. <laughs> it's Mona's funeral with the Tanner sniffing the roses or carnations or whatever. Um, three months later, they finally had a funeral. Mm-hmm. They never found the body. Mm-hmm. Everyone's sad. They're all in a little bit more tasteful than maybe like Wilden's funeral. But it's not, you know, these are still a bunch of LBDs they're wearing. Uh, they're wearing uh, Hawaiian lays in honor of Janelle Parrish. Yeah. And then Allie shows up in a bright pink and white dress. Uh, Spencer is still super up on mortuary affairs, like talking about empty caskets and cenotaphs. She's also still on the hook for, for that crime. <laughs> Allie tries to say something to Mona's mom. She gets slapped the fuck out. Mm-hmm. He's just like, Jesus, I was just trying to say I felt for her. She's like, really fucking hurt. <laughs> I'm going to go ice my goddamn face. And they're all just like, I can't believe that bitch showed up. Yeah. So, yeah, we got Hannah. Hannah's going to do a lot of talking to Mona's mom in this, to commiserate. Mona's mom gives her this stuffed animal. Seemingly just like, it's like it just occurred to her like oh i should just give you something here have this stuffed animal like mr bungie yeah yeah well she's just like oh uh have this um hannah geez my mind's just been so scattershot in case you run into a medium or anything let me just give you something of my daughter's do you think that mona ever told her mom she was planning to fake her own murder or do they just like not talk about that you mean like when she came back yeah from the dead? yeah yeah that's a good question i don't think you would would you I mean, Mona's just like, guys, if we could just all like, let's pretend I wasn't trying to fake my murder and we'll just go with that. My mom would be a little upset. <laughs> Toby's like, I feel that, bro. That is a solid move. Trust me. <laughs> Not the best April Fool's Day joke. <laughs> you should see your face right. Oh, dear. Um. Also, Peter Hastings in this episode. Peter Hastings. Yeah coming home to let spencer because i guess he's still like not living here yeah 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 coming by to just let spencer know oh by the way you like you might be going to jail soon yeah because they're they've unsealed the indictment and like the evidence they have is that apparently jessica de Laurentis said that she saw spencer with you know Allie bethany that mm-hmm. night and it's like wilden like hit it like it makes no sense because they're like oh wilden was like like blackmailing somebody with that information or blackmailing Jessica or like it, it just, it doesn't track at all. No, no. And like, why, why was it being suppressed since it's the thing that will eventually mm-hmm. tip over and dispensers lack of favor? Um, maybe this is still going somewhere or maybe they just like hadn't made a decision on, on how things went down that night yet. Yeah, I feel like Peter's moved on from the club is probably now staying on the, the family boat. The seaward boat or um the uh the Bradbury. Mm. Eating at Reef Gauche every night. Mm. Also, Toby's a full on cop now. Yeah. After graduating and getting hit by a car, now he's a cop. 
he's like it's i like to imagine this is like his first day on the job and he's already like going through spencer's like file mm. and it's just like oh wait i was allowed to look at this i hope reasons. you don't mind that i moved the desk into the storage room and made it an office how does he have a desk come on <laughs> well it's not much of an office there's a door directly behind you <laughs> what if they eventually revealed like by the way toby like there's no such thing as two-week online police academy. Like you were just a honeypot. <laughs> like guys, we let you think you were joining the force so we could gather information on the liars. This is the third week I haven't gotten a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, you were just a long con. Yeah. What you, you thought you were actually a cop? You fucking idiot! <laughs> <laughs> Your gun's not even loaded. We don't give you bullets. Yeah. That's plastic. Yeah, so Tanner basically reveals the whole business with the Jessica DeLaurentis witness report. It makes no sense at all to me. Like, Toby's all, like, doing his, like, breaking down detective work, being like, oh, well, somebody must have something on. It kind of seems like what he's working out makes it look worse for Spencer. Yeah. (laughs) Which Tanner's just like, I can't believe how easy you are. Yeah, because he basically takes it as a fact. Yeah, that like, oh yeah, Spencer was seen with Bethany Young, and then Jessica Dillarentis like reported it and then covered it up and blackmailed Wilden about it or something crazy like that, which would put Spencer in on like Jessica's murder too, probably. Yeah, um, good job, Tobes. Yeah, good job. Um, then we see back the rear window through that it looks like Ezra has taken over the place and he's having some remodeling done. Yeah, Arya's dressed up in like My Chemical Romance cosplay. Ezra's remodeling the room he's really worried about mike well aria has this line here they're kind of like walking through everything's in like tarps and whatnot and there's like saws and Arya's just like oh you know like i can i can see what you're going for like it'll look good and ezra his attitude is basically like why don't you get your eyes checked bitch this looks horrible <laughs> be a little gracious ezra uh, but yeah he really wants to know what's up with mike how's mike doing mike wasn't at that funeral do you want me to talk to mike bro to bro we could really hang out. What he needs is a festive orgy. I really want to know what his workout plan is. He's jacked. <laughs> Where's he getting his juice? You know what I'm talking about? I mean, is he still doing the book? Like, what What the fuck do you care, Ezra? Yeah. You're shady. Um, yeah, so he's going he's gonna to hook up with Mike under the pretense of needing help with his bookshelves, which, yeah, I'm sure you need help with your bookshelves. But why wouldn't Mike just be like, fuck off? I'm just imagining like me as a teenager in Mike's shoes being like told by my older sister. Oh, by the way, I told my boyfriend he'd help him make some bookshelves. Hope you don't have plans this Saturday. And you're just like, what? Fuck that. Like, yeah. No, I don't do that. Mike's like, like I was just going to sit in the bathtub and cry. But mm-hmm. sure, I can go punch your boyfriend in the face again. <laughs> do you think they had to talk about that? Uh, by the way, Mike, I just want to say uh, no hard feelings. <laughs> what if <laughs> he's just like, I can punch you again. What if Ezra's like, I didn't mind when you punched me when you were a little kid, but now you're you're super big. <laughs> a little scary. If you punch me again, you might kill me. Can I just touch your bicep? That happens, you know. You want to go for steam after Sucker this? punch. You, you fall. You hit your head on the concrete. Yeah. That would be a great ending for Ezra. He just gets sucker punched by Mike and dies. He just falls backwards. He just slips and falls and like bangs his Pulls head on the cock table. Him. Yeah. No, for Ezra, I think it needs to be more symbolic. I don't I don't know what the the right symbology would be. Like he sits on an icicle. Ooh, yeah. Like maybe he hits his head on his old timey typewriter. <laughs> or like 
something his, where his face plant like spells out a word <laughs> something where like he like falls into something and the typewriter like falls and crushes his skull so he's immobilized on the ground watching as the table's wobbling yeah, over him yeah, and yeah. he gets to see the typewriter coming down on top of him and like a quill falls in his eyeball it's just like this is an inside joke <laughs> yeah <laughs> so emily and Paige are cuddling Paige is a little bit stoic because Paige is checked out Paige is mentally she's in san francisco she's made up her mind emily's just like oh you should stay you should stay mm. Paige is like here are all the reasons why she's holding back the main reason which is like i don't want to stay basically yeah. right yeah. it's like it sounds oh, like my, a nightmare my parents and college and blah blah, blah. yeah and I, I feel like even more than just this town's a nightmare you think maybe she just senses on some level that Emily's not a great girlfriend? Like, it's not that she Ooh. dislikes Emily, but it's like, obviously, this is not going to last long term anyway. I, I just, I can't imagine that the last three months have just been blissful, you know, dating. Um, because, it, so the, even like the quote from the song that Paige brings just seems labor intensive. Your eyes, mm -hmm. it's a day's work just to look in them. That's like a distraction, you know? You yeah. gotta feed that line to like throw Emily you're, off the scent. You're so beautiful. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Seriously, mm -hmm. fucking exhausting. Um, so Caleb's had Mona's laptop for four months. Um, he can't days. get into it. He can't get into it. Hannah very rudely brings out the Grunewald to him. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, hey, this guy's been to Ravenswood. Hannah, step off. <laughs> Can't just bring that shit up. I wanted like uh, whenever they bring up the Grunwald to be like the the Frau Bruckler thing from Young Frankenstein, where like just birds start calling Grunwald. <laughs> He's like uh, Grunwald. You can't mess around with that stuff. Believe me, I know. Yeah, I got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> got to stay away. I would not let you risk this show. Uh, meanwhile, Arya is like reading their rejection letter from Overland in the dark in the park in like the middle of the town at night as you do mm -hmm. i mean it was obviously a rejection letter as uh, veronica points out in the next episode like the acceptance letters are big yeah you, you get you get paperwork <laughs> yeah um so of course allison then shows up and aria with her characteristic chill blows mona's rape whistle right in allison's face and so she runs away Allie's really trying to be like what's wrong with you why are you treating me like this like it's not me and aria's just like rape whistle Allison's like, I just came over to ask you, what the fuck is with that jacket? And she blows the whistle, and Allie's just like looking around. Everyone's looking at her, and she's just like, ugh, gotta walk away. <laughs> Thanks a lot, asshole. I would have loved to see the people walk over and investigate. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's happening, ladies? I think I think Arya <laughs> just blows the whistle in their faces too. <laughs> Um, I love Spencer's outfit because her top is is so prim and proper and Spencer and, and the bottom like, half, like pajamas. Yeah, pajama <laughs> bottoms. <laughs> Do you think like I feel like if the citizens of Rosewood saw Arya blowing a whistle in public, I think they might just ignore it or just be like, oh, it's her. Never mind. I would love to see the humans of Rosewood website. <laughs> yeah, Spencer is freaking out in this scene the next day. It's all the liars are there and she's just like, I'm going to jail. I'm fucked. Everything's fucked. And so they're like, oh, we just need to uh, find some evidence that proves that Allie murdered Mona. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Spencer's losing her shit because she's been taking the fall for this one. Four months after Mona's death, Arya comes up with the brilliant plan to just prove Allison killed Mona, which will take the hate off Spencer for Bethany Young's murder, which is 
brilliant four months well, later emily puts the lampshade on it she says if it were easy to prove Allie's a murderer wouldn't we have done that already aria actually has the gall to say she looks into the eye of the storm and says well, if mona can do it so can we mm -hmm. which oh man the amount of anxiety spencer hastings body processes is like equal to like what a hundred human beings do in a year well she's losing it in this scene yeah yeah anyway cut to ezra and mike here just Having a little friendly broke conversation while doing some construction. Ezra is like not subtle at all. And he's just like, oh, I didn't see you at the uh, cemetery there. What's going on? Seems like you don't think she's really dead. What's going on? Hey, you work in some power tools? Of course you can talk about dead girlfriends. I love Mike's mm -hmm. like retort of like, did you look up how to talk to me online <laughs> or something? It's great. Ezra's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, Mike is not having it. And it's basically like, fuck off. Well, because... He talks to Ezra a little bit, but only after Ezra's just like, you're not grieving right. <laughs> I know, basically. You just fucking suck at this grieving thing, bro. Trust yeah. me, I've lost like five teenage girlfriends. And then the Greenwald we see at Mona's, uh, you call this a grave when it's in a... Uh, I think it's like just like a tomb thing, mausoleum. Mausoleum, yeah, I don't know. Uh, her epitaph is, uh, the last of your kisses was ever the sweetest. Just about everyone has been or will be interned here mm -hmm. yeah the greenwald's there smelling some what are those lilies i don't know white roses um yeah the greenwald showed up the greenwald is here to like get spooky and talk about mona being underground and <laughs> know like, that her stuffed animals named mr bungie and i was like it's empty and greenwald's like bitch i know <laughs> i have psychic powers remember my eyes they're terrifying <laughs> Well, she has this one line about Mona where she's like, each feared the other because each hated the other because each knew something about the other. The line reading, each one hated the other because each one feared the other because. What did they know about each other? I don't even know. That the other was just a great big huge dork? I guess, maybe. Um, but of course, the greatest line of all time is, how can you live in such a psychically constipated <laughs> environment? And it's like, I eat a lot of fiber. Yeah, meanwhile, Spencer and Emily have gone to see Jason. But but let's talk about the okay. fact. Of, so the general Grunwald scenes of Hannah, because I, I know they come back and forth a lot. I almost find them and rewatching. Obviously, they're spooky. They're almost masterful on how much like they're saying things that you're interpreting a certain way, but like they're going to walk back in a big way. They mean nothing. I mean, they mean nothing because yeah, Mona's underground, so she's surrounded by earth and yeah. worms and things, but she's not dead. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so Spence and Emily are coming over to see Jason. Emily's going to go like, she's like pretended she needs something of her mom's. So, so Spencer can try to shake down Jason. Jason has this great line where he says like kitchens that way. If you want to look for your mom's, whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> like, like he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, and so he, basically he's, he and his father both given Allie this alibi and Spencer's here to break it down and be like, I know you're lying. Like, I know she's your sister, but so am I. Spencer, it's like, it's a toss up here. I know she goes into politics. That's probably working out great for her. She'd be a good lawyer too, because her lo her logic strain of Jason is perfect. I'm your sister too. Your other sister's asking you to lie. I'm just mm -hmm. asking you to tell the truth. And also it, here's a bag of drugs. Yeah. It doesn't, I feel like it, the seeds are planted here. Like he doesn't like do anything in this scene, but no. I think she definitely set him up to have a change of heart. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Meanwhile, Grunwald's. But from her perspective, it's a bust. Yeah. Yeah. 
Erwinhold's taking a reading, like some petals fall off the Mona's rose there. Um, fucking Grunwald. Do you think Grunwald is just like, by the way, could I receive a 20 for my services? Hannah, the bus wasn't cheap. <laughs> I might be able to sense more if, uh, and just like rubs her fingers together. <laughs> How about uh, Alexander Hamilton? You know, I'm not sure if we've ever seen PLL full on do that, that bit where it's like, Somebody's got some info and they like slide in some money and then it's like, oh, what was the name of that place? Can't really slide in more money. Like, I don't know if they've ever got, like gone full on that. No, I mean, the most you ever got is like, who are you? I'm the money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want not just that. I want like the someone, the cabbie gives Spencer a ride and she like rips the the hundred dollar bill yeah. in half and hands it to him. You get the other half later. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been a good like Miles Corwin scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Spencer considers it a bus, but Emily has stolen Allie's uh, hairbrush and she wants to go plant evidence in Mona's house of Allie's DNA. It's kind of funny. We we The first scene in which she's wearing this preppy pajama and psalm um, gave me my favorite ever Troyan Belisario screen cap. My second favorite ever Troyan Belisario screen cap where she's just screaming at the air. Mm-hmm. She's so great in this episode. Just the defeated <laughs> anxiety and fury at the same time. Yeah, so the Jason thing's a bus. So Emily's like, I got an idea. Let's plant some evidence. Then we can just go, to- go tell Toby to look for it. And Spencer's just like, no. Emily's um, like, yes. Yeah. It's kind of a shocking that we haven't done this before. Meanwhile, Jason's looking through some old family photos and Allie walks in. There's this whole bit where it's like this photo, very badly photoshopped of like a ski trip they took. And Allie's just like, oh, that was a good day. And he's just like, no, it wasn't. A little bit more of the like, Allie seemingly not remembering things she should remember. Yeah. I mean, plus... The fact that uh, she's got three photo albums in the closet of like just her being a, like a baby, and he's got maybe none, I maybe think one. That, I think that's all just a, a piece of Jason doubting himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's like he's just. Like, I I mean, I don't know if we're supposed to read more into this. Like, most likely, this is just Allie filters out her memories to remember what she wants. I guess is what we're supposed to take from this. Whereas Jason is always doubting himself because he remembers things very clearly and people tell them, no, that's not what happened. Yeah. Reality. It's a real bummer for Jason. <laughs> that's why he's high for seven years. But he turned to the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Which the. All right. So the Photoshop, the Photoshop of Jason's like head is funny. Jessica D looks well, okay, great. They the all fake look, Ken. They all. I mean, Allie and Jessica look the best. Jason's head looks like it's too small for his body. See, I would, who the fuck is that? Is that supposed to be Ken? Because so this guy looks a lot like the cop we're going to see in the interrogation room scene in a minute. He looks more like Pastor Ted than Ken. Bum bum bum. Yeah, I think the Allison photoshopping looks funny of her head and her hair. At least her head looks the right size. Jason's head looks tiny. Well, it looks like he has a ginormous cranium. Yeah, it, yeah, it's got like, like a the, little green man dark cranium. helmet helmet on or something. Yeah. <laughs> I can only assume that this was like actually was a photo of Andrea Parker or something. I don't know. She looks normal. Like that's her actual husband or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just Photoshop my kids mm-hmm. out of it. They didn't didn't get around to Ken. That's just yeah. her husband. <laughs> I paid a lot of money to look better in photographs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so eventually, yeah, Allie and Jason talk, and he wants to know why she lied. I guess this is the first time we get like actual confirmation. That, but it's that she had to go somewhere and she didn't tell him where 
Right. But it also, it is a very real thing, I think, where siblings do have different upbringings in the same house, different memories. Um, but yeah, Allison gets a sense that Jason's going to flip on her. Um, then we get Arya and Caleb. Oh, boy. Um, Do you notice Caleb was listening to death metal when she first got there? Yeah. Like a music death metal? With the red and the black on his walls, too. I love how dismissive she is of his computer prowess. He goes on about something and she's like, sounds fancy. (laughs) Well, she like wants him to hack Oberlin to make sure that her rejection was real. What is that device? Um, Well, people can't see that. I don't know what that is. Some sort of looks like a big rack mounted something or other. Hmm. Um, Do you think if Caleb did hack Oberlin and he's just like, yeah, looks like that was a real rejection or it'd have been like, what if it wasn't? Why don't you just slip a bit there, buddy? Now that you're in there. Yeah. Well, he's just like, he's not going to do it. He's like, you sit down and I'll teach you to hack. What the hell, Caleb? I, what, the, I know. what the fuck? Also, let me give you the super laptop that I've been trying to crack into. Yeah, you just hold on to this for reasons. Almost like he wanted her to have it so he could steal it. Hmm. Like, he's really going to teach her how to hack Overland, like, in an afternoon? I don't know. (laughs) It's not a job, Arya. It's minimum wage. He has this line. He's like, Arya, your Sudoku prowess doesn't exactly qualify you to help out with this kind of stuff. Burn. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Emily and Spencer, they've got gloves on, amazingly. (laughs) They're here to plant some DNA. And Spencer looks at an event and sees that there's a camera in there, so they clear out. Go talk to Hannah and are basically like, you need to go talk to Mona's mom and like subtly imply that she should look for some cameras. Yeah, they need Hannah to be the tip of the spear on this. Um, should they tell Toby? And Spencer's like, do you want me to tell him I found it while I was planting evidence? It's like, kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, and I like Hannah's line here. I kind of have to take a step back from the Mona of it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, her mom's creeping me out. She's really needy. Yeah, Mona's mom gives her... Uh, terminations. terminations by Henry James. We flash back to Mona and Hannah, where Mona's talking about how Hannah should read that because uh, Henry James, what is what was the line? He gets girls. Understood girls. Understood girls, yeah. Uh, and about how Hannah's so smart. And, you know, Spencer Hastings isn't smart as she thinks she is, all that. Earlier, uh, before it went bad, uh, uh, Henry James was the, the topic by which Ezra and Byron were going to team up and combine their classes. Mm. Before it went bad, yeah. Uh, so Arya is back in the brew that's all like covered in tarps and whatnot. She's wandering around looking for Mike. <laughs> like she's like calling Mike. It's like dark. There's obviously no one there. Mike, are you there? So she uh, texts him and then like, or she calls him and then, oh, the phone's ringing right behind her. Turns around. It's A holding up the phone. I love this. I think this might be the most physical we've seen A get with him so far. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like actually like physically kind of throwing Arya around. Well, because you see it, too, because you don't mm-hmm. really see what happened to Hannah in the previous one. She just kind of presumably got bonked on the side of the head. Yeah. But I mean, uh, A nail guns Arya to the wall and then tarps her. Well, she holds A, a holds up the nail gun like to Arya's chest and, and Arya's just like, Allie, don't do this or whatever. And so A just fucking staples her to the wall with the tarp, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's just like, you stay here, little one. Chunk, chunk, chunk. Yeah, I'm I have to be amazed that like Charlotte's like prowess to not just respond verbally. I guess I guess uh, she's been training herself not to respond to Arya's screeching. Yeah. 
um, she a, a takes the laptop and runs off. I mean, maybe this is a shower. I don't know. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Quiet, bitch. Trick, 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 trick. I nailed you. Get it? Get it? Yeah. Laptop's gone. Allie runs into Greenwald and it's all like weird. And <laughs> yeah, Greenwald touches her and it's like she like has like a psychic reading or something. She purposely grabs her hand to like, <laughs> yeah, get her vibes. Yeah, this doesn't really go anywhere. Allison, your aura is dog shit. Allie is at least mostly being like a little, there's a little old Allie here. Mm-hmm. She's got a little bit of attitude going on. Mm-hmm. I miss this Allie. Lots of eye rolls. Yeah, and then she runs off. Meanwhile, back at the police station, Tanner is showing Jason this video of a, you know, somebody in, in blonde that we can't see their face, like throwing Mona around, like the angle from the camera. And Jason is It's like Tom Hardy manhandling Batman. Yeah. Oh, so you think darkness is your allies, Mona? <laughs> Jason is just like, yeah. So we lied, obviously. <laughs> that could be my sister. Uh it yeah. is his sister. Bum bum bum. And his girlfriend. <laughs> my sister slap. My girlfriend slap. <laughs> my cousin. Yeah. Yeah, so now Allie no longer has the alibi. You can't see him, but I almost think that the other cop in that scene is the uh, guy in the photo. <laughs> They're just like, oh, we'll use him. Yeah. Um, later, Aria runs to tell Emily about being attacked and by by A. She says it's Allie, and Emily's just like, are you sure it was Allie or you know, was it was A or whatever? Um, I feel like Emily is still holding on to that faint glimmer that like maybe this is an Allie. Yeah, so Tanner is just like, anything uh, familiar about this individual in the tape, Jason? He's like, it's almost like they're a cousin or a pen pal. <laughs> and then, it, like, there's this whole thing where, like, a couple people are like, Emily, just just go go see Paige. Like, don't, you know, forget about this. And Emily's just like, nah. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe later. Maybe I'll keep... catch her at the airport. Yeah. Uh, so the cops have shown up at Allie's house. You see the sirens outside. It looks like Jason's going to stop her, but then he lets her go. Well, she asks him to try to stall them, which mm-hmm. you ask him the wrong guy. Um, but so she tries to run out the back. Of course, the liar's wall blocks her. This is like the, the coven, Allison's old coven here. <laughs> um, they push her back, like physically. Yeah. And Allie's just like, yes, we're making a huge mistake. Like, A will come for you and I won't be there to protect you. She's basically right. Mm more or less because mm-hmm. um, they definitely all end up in jail uh, and then Allie gets arrested by Tanner it's a great shot when she has her hands up like still facing them before she turns around oh, yeah. that's that's the end of the Allison you know and love I think yeah this is it this is when she dies right here goodbye Allie prison changed her mm, a lot uh, so she's arrested and then there's this whole bit where Mike Magic Mike Montgomery comes home he looks like he's wearing scrubs doesn't he those he's wearing two t-shirts. Well, he's got like a t-shirt on top of his regular t-shirt that has like this really wide collar that almost looks like it's like a scrub or something. On it's that. like it's like two different V-neck t-shirts. Mm-hmm. He delivers a little monologue about how nobody really knew Mona. She wasn't nice. Like she was a super genius, and everyone's pretending like they they knew her, and it it just annoys him. I mean, so he's he's obviously gone through a growth spurt since we last seen him. He's taller than Ari, which isn't hard. He's obviously mm-hmm. been working out. He still kind of talks like he's going through puberty. <laughs> As he's t- delivering this this grief ridden speech about his girlfriend, um, I I like 
Daria's line though, like, uh, I just assumed you were afraid to talk to me, but honestly, I was afraid to talk to you because you know shit about me. And I bet that's weird. Um, it's like the second time this season she's basically said to someone who's grieving, like, do you want to tell me about your your dead person? That's her move for when she murders someone, she then wants to hear about them. So she goes out of the room and and she kind of cries as she listens to we, Mike bawling in a manly fashion. We hear some magic Mike crying some magic <laughs> tears. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, I think we, this is where we finally get to Paige here. Yeah, I get to the airport. Uh, if you leave, starts playing on the soundtrack. Paige is just like, fuck this town. Fuck this place. It, this is when she's like, like, because Emily's just like, Allie's arrested. You don't have to leave now. And Paige is like, uh, my parents. And Emily's just like, we'll explain your parents. And Paige is like, yeah, actually, no, I want to leave, though. I just so. love the Paige. You changed your mind. Paige is like, they just changed my gate. I was just coming out of the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you just, you're in my way. <laughs> yeah. In so many words, Paige actually wants to leave Emily. So, so sad. Uh, so they, they kiss and, and that's it for Paley pretty much until fast forward. Right. We don't see her again to then. Yeah. Yeah. And Paige like deuces. Uh, so. I mean, we'll hear some, some bone chatter that goes in nowhere. Emily wears like Paige's shirt. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You don't actually get Lindsay Shaw, but I love so Spencer comes home and there's the cops of her dad in the kitchen. And I love her as she turns around and she's just like, Oh, what could this be? Well, it's like oh, she's almost thinking for half a second, do I run? You know? Like, Who does she say stall them to? <laughs> Peter Hastings, obviously. <laughs> Peter uh, grabs Toby's gun, shoots him in the foot. <laughs> so she finds out that they 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 like Allie for bethany young's murder too so da dropped the charges on spencer holbrook like tampered with the the uh lie detector test something to do with that sure whatever um toby says it's allison babe we got her <laughs> and we're gonna get her oh wait we got her <laughs> i'm a really bad cop <laughs> yeah but later on the four liars are on spencer's porch just uh Thinking it's over, as they often do. They're, they are so optimistic and happy about getting out of Rosewood in one piece. But because we're the audience, mm-hmm. and we're sadists with a capital A. What do you think about their plan? I mean, I know this comes up more in season six, too. Their whole, like, we need to, like, split up and, like, leave town and, like, not see each other. Like, I've almost, like, felt like that was not the greatest. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it makes sense for them to, like, grow and change or whatever. But I feel like, with the, like when you've gone through what they've gone through... Like you kind of stuck with each other. I don't know. I mean, ultimately, I think I'd like them to choose to stay with each other and not be like forced to for some reason. Um, sure, it's I don't know. I I feel like it's weird for them all to be like we're definitely not going to college together. Just like we're all going somewhere separate, you know? Yeah, but I mean, that's just not that's not the spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. They are all thinking that everything's okay. And then there's the fireworks from like some harbor festival. And then, oh, it's an A firework. Spencer's like, I don't accept this. <laughs> That's great. This is it's, one of my favorite A moments. It's great because it's red. You can see that red light cast on their cool. face. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, like one of the fireworks goes off like right above them. So it's just like raining sparks <laughs> to her backyard. Yeah. And then we see, we get an Allison tag of her in jail. Guess what? Jail sucks. Yeah. Just being scared and hearing like somebody walking down the hall and just being like very frightened. Oh, Allie, you're already dead. And that was through glass darkly. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to move on to 518. 
Oh, what hard luck stories they all hand me. Mm-hmm. Joseph Doherty, written and directed. Part of his uh, Bye Bye Blackbird trilogy. It's not a trilogy anymore. Not a trilogy anymore. Okay. Isn't it? It was going to be a trilogy. Well, it was going to be three uses of the song. Was oh, so there a third one already? No. That's okay. what he was, he was telling us. There was going to be, but he ended up going with uh, uh, Farewell, my, Farewell lovely. my Lovely. Yeah. And I keep saying the whole goodbye. Yeah. So, um, so liars are at the bookstore. There's this. This is where that whole dialogue of Spencer St. Toby's the most honorable person that she knows. And uh, this is tearing him apart. She's tearing him apart. It's like she's tearing herself apart but building him up in the process. Uh, so this is all because of like the, the barrel mm-hmm. and like some evidence and whatnot. I mean, cause we skipped a lot of episodes here. The, the, the copness of it all is like, he has to like close her off emotionally a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just noticed Emily's holding a Clive Barker book. Um, yeah. Ben of sin, like you mentioned, Talia's around for all of this. More leopard print for Arya there. Of course. I like, I feel like Manny line was just like going through a leopard print phase mm-hmm. for, for Arya. But, uh, I like her how she describes their relationship problems at first. Like we are some distance removed from okay. We are some distance removed from okay. I just want Emily to be like, who talks like that? I used a lot of the lines from this uh, in that video I made. Yeah, um, they're watching like like her mom across the way, like like consulting with Allison's lawyers. This this does not bode well for like legal consultants. She's going to get more out of them than they're going to get out of her. <laughs> it's like a friend of the court situation or something. Yeah. Uh, um the, like spencer is mad at hannah at the start of this episode for something or other something to do the barrel yeah the barrel and, and toblerone mm-hmm. yeah um so she's gonna go talk to hannah and try to bury the hatchet but then hannah's just like you were right we're cool hannah's got a great look in this episode yeah yeah it is a good look um there's a bit with emily and aria where emily's just like no oh, feeling her out about ezra it's like Arya didn't know Ezra was out of town. Oh, because he just dumped her. Did he? He just dumped her. Man, I... It was like, in the previews. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the previously on. Yeah, he dumped her ass. Presumably she has not told anyone. Okay, is that what's going on there? Or it was like he was like, uh, maybe after graduation, we just call it quits. I'm going to start sleeping with girls from uh, Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, because she's like, oh, you didn't know where Ezra was? And Arya's just like, no, I did. Like, totally lying. Well, Ellie yeah. starts kneeling her about it. Yeah. Did you? Did <laughs> <Yeah>. you really? <laughs> Don't know where your boyfriend is, huh? Mm-hmm. But again, it's 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 Spencer and Hannah who have to repair a bridge. Like, they have this great coming together bonding scene here. I guess I'm just noticing their friendship more in this casual rewatch than I am the others. It did seem like after a while you would see, like, a lot of Arya-Emily scenes and, like, Late season five, season six. The mother of them all being the college essay. Yeah, all that, all that, that business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so eventually the liars all get to watch as Holbrook shows up to work, swag fully turned on. Oh yeah. <laughs> his his hair his like, hair is like maybe he just get out of bed. This is not a great haircut for him. I would say it's excellent. I would say this is this is a look. This is you in like we two can, years. We can only hope. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, minus the tie. Minus, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm too short to wear a suit like him, but <laughs> yeah, he's just like maybe like threw a few back before he got in his car. A little, little hair of the dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Assassin with Veronica there. 
And he's just like, there's something about his body language that is just like disrespectful. Do not give a fuck. Yeah. 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 Like he parked like right in front. That's probably a handicap zone. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, the parking situation changes there depending on the episode. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he didn't park on the curb. <laughs> Just like knock over a trash can or something. <laughs> well, as we'll find out, he was uh, locked up in a hotel room with internal affairs for a couple weeks or yeah. something. Yeah, I was really grilling them. Do they do that? Does I do that? I it's like, we got us a hotel suite. You're not leaving. I feel like I've seen only sporadic IA in like TV shows that I've watched. But like, you know, obviously there's a Departed and that was it third season of Luther. It's like British IA. I'm not sure if I've seen the third season of Luther. Hmm. Is that the one with the guy with the hammer? Or is that the second season? I think that was the second season. That might be the second season because yeah. he has to rescue that girl from like unconscious porn or whatever. You mean rape? Yeah. But okay. it's, it's like as consensual as it can be on her yeah. part. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's gross. Well, who is into that? Anyway, so Talia's around. That's a thing. I, you know, I never hated Talia. Um, I was not a big fan of Talia. I, I feel like I disliked her more after seeing her in uh true detective season two Who she, she was one of the prostitutes she was, had the classic line everything is fucking oh how great if she said that to her everything Emily. is empanadas yeah <laughs> um yeah they're at the new, brew. the new brew we get the it's like a quasi bookstore now johnny fucking johnny fucking Egg is johnny there. look at this piece of shit you really don't like johnny huh oh i'm sorry do you I mean, I don't like him, but by, I feel by a lot all of means, emotion coming by all from means, you on defend this. him. I'm not defending him. You're, just, cer- you're certainly not on my side here. I'm feeling some emotion coming from you. Is there anything you'd like to say? Did I not just say it? Okay. So Johnny's got a bunch of junk, like speakers and whatnot. He's taking them apart. Ezra has commissioned a piece from Johnny. He's only worth $200. Um, <laughs> how did that conversation go? I really like what you did with the opening of the brew. Here's two hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, he's building something, and he he's trying to do this whole thing where Spencer's like, "Oh, what are you gonna make?" And he's just like, "Uh, you have to help me to find out." And she's just like, "I'm, nah. I'm busy, whatever." Like, yeah. like your maneuver failed. No, I'm not hanging out with you. Well, like later on, she's like, "I don't want to figure it out. I just want to know." And he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, Spencer, analyze that." And it's like he's kind of negging her a little bit, and it's like. like like, bitch, please. Like, this is Spencer Hastings. She has figured more things out in her short years than you will ever figure out. I think out. that speaks more to, like, her current mental uh, situation where, like, she's checked out. She's tired of investigating. Like, yeah. she's exhausted from all this. It's she's like earned five, a rest. Five seasons of this, you know. Yeah, she's earned a rest. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's dicks like this coming to disturb that rest. This was, like, after, I think, like, I, can't, I don't think there was a kiss yet. Like there's some sort of moment between Emily and Talia. Talia was like, remember when I was talking about Ezra's hot sticky buns? Yeah. I was really just seeing if you were interested in Ezra's hot sticky buns. Cause I'm interested in your hot sticky buns. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of hot sticky buns. It sure is. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, things are awkward now. They're not really talking to each other. Emily's trying to talk to Talia and she's just kind of brushing her off. And- yeah. Talia's walking her back. Mm-hmm. She's afraid of getting hurt. Yeah. And then Leslie Stone shows up. Uh, from the first episode, I like Leslie Stone. She got a little weird as it went on. A little bag of Harry. It seems like they're maybe doing a little something to like, 
like you get a Mona vibe from her a little bit. A little bit. Similar yeah. fashions, not exactly the same. She's also got the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of similar affect, I guess. Um, but she's there. She reveals it like she's like somehow like in college, but was friends with Mona for like a year or so. I just I don't know the, how they met exactly. Look at the way they like interpret her, analyze her as she speaks to them. Like they're all like like coupled together in a skeptical, v. extreme yeah. skepticism. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, Arya is straight up bored. <laughs> Arya is wondering what Ezra is doing right now. Emily's at least getting paid for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Emily's on her half hour break. Half a day break. Mm-hmm. Tell you a cover for me. But yeah, they're all just like, go on, Leslie. Tell us how you know Mona. Uh, so she basically reveals, like, oh, I, I couldn't get to the funeral because exams or I have a mean professor or whatever. <laughs> they're so just like, like, there's no empathy being returned at all. They're just like, huh, well, what about this? What I, about this? I feel like Spencer and Emily are still listening. Aria is just like, is it still talking? <laughs> Arya looks so bored. I know. She's seriously like, uh, so, and I like later, I think Spencer is like, she's on the phone with Hannah talking about it. And she's like, uh, you know who else just like showed up out of nowhere and claimed to be like a friend it was a uh, Cece. So I, I think you're on the right track there, Spencer. Yeah. Cece turned out to be a, yeah. Meanwhile, Hannah, Hannah's at the police department. She's supposed to be interviewed. The police department. Do, the police yeah. department. Something to do with the the barrel, right? They're like following up, you know, for you know, basically, oh, just you know, gonna follow up with you and see if you saw anyone suspicious there. But really, we're gonna like put the pressure on you. She mm-hmm. mentions that Holbrook's been suspended for inappropriate behavior, and this is where she says he's been tampering with the lie detector test. Mm-hmm. And my sister's like, well, "What do you think inappropriate behavior means?" And Hannah's like, well, "What the fuck do you think it means?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Spencer's at home. She finds her mom's bag and quickly goes through it enough to take a photo of a sign-in sheet for Allie's uh, jail. Let me see, and uh, we'll find later that Mikey Montgomery's name is on that list. So is Allison Nelson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of these other names, I'm, I'm sure are. Oh, so is Allison Nelson's sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so is half the crew. Yeah. <laughs> and then she, Spencer, just like a true pro, quickly puts everything back when she hears her mom come in and like. Sits down on the couch and pretends to read a magazine. So it. good, I know, so good. And I, I, I love the look on Leslie Ferris' face because Spencer's like, "Hi, mom," and like she's just like Spencer. Like I don't know what you've been doing. It's I like don't... it's like she's she knows like you were probably just in my things. I feel like like she senses it. Yeah, I feel like this is like every one of their encounters now. <laughs> yeah, and this uh, this whole conversation where she has the well, acceptance Spencer... letters that she threw away. Spencer does a thing where she puts the one thing back in and she's about to close the bag, but then she remembers real quick and she turns it back upside mm-hmm. down the way it was. Yeah. She's good. Uh, she threw all these acceptance letters away. Veronica wants to know what the fuck. She didn't even know she applied to these colleges. And Spencer's just like, I didn't know if I wanted to go to them. You know, not interested now. Maybe I don't even want to go to college. And Veronica's just like, what? And there's a whole thing like, I'm trying to keep you out of jail. You need to like, like for somehow like her like focusing on college is going to I don't know help the jury or or, or who knows what you know yeah or keep her out of trouble mm-hmm. maybe I mean maybe Spencer just wants to spend five years traveling the world to become the world's greatest assassin maybe yeah yeah uh, so Spencer kind of brats off about that like do you think maybe this was would is originally going to be like a Peter Hastings scene yeah probably. All right, and then we go to the police station again. 
Hannah and Caleb are just hanging out. Mm-hmm. He's concerned. Caleb or Hannah's concerned too. And then uh, there's a commotion. So we hear Holbrook shouting. Holbrook says, uh, <laughs> this department has screwed up the investigation from the start. You have no idea what's going on here. Um, it, it really makes me wonder, like, what is, what is his side of the story? Seemingly, he was definitely, like, seduced by Allison. But does he think he's, like, on the right track? I can't imagine. I mean, obviously, the liars are shady, but... He doesn't... He he disagrees with whatever Tanner's been up to. Like Tanner has like been working against him seemingly. Yeah. Like, does he think that like is he's like somehow justifying it to himself? Like, like yes, he's compromised by Allie, but he's like learned new information and like I don't know. I just want him to come back like uh Broderick's friend in the election. Like, we were in love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he throws all the shit in a bag or a box and like storms out and he sees Hannah and he's just like, perfect. <laughs> so pissed off. And they're just like, hmm, that was weird. His haircut looks even funnier when he's standing next to people who are playing actual teenagers. Because mm-hmm. look at it, just it's so tall. It comes to this weird point. Yeah. It's almost a faux hawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Holbrook's out. He's gone from the, the investigation. I believe this is the last we see of him. Um, well, no. He's, or, or, I mean, he's a big yeah, scene okay, coming we'll out. see one more. But yeah, in this episode. So back to Spencer and Aria in her room. She's Spencer showing Aria that Mike Montgomery was signing in to see Allie. And Aria's just like, what? That can't be him. And Spencer's just like, really? You think it's some other Mike Montgomery? Uh, so Aria will talk to Mike. Uh, Spencer does a lot of just like tasking people. Mm-hmm. Here's your assignment. Yeah. And then back at the brew. Hannah's filling in Emily on, on the situation there. And I think she's got to like go talk to um, Mona's mom some more about Leslie. Talia's making some conversation with Johnny. He is also not telling her. We'll find out later how his stupid contraption works. Yeah. Seemingly they're having a fun conversation, but Talia's not learning anything about what's going on there. And he's getting, it looks like a free muffin or something. Like, like everything Johnny does is like grifting for food. I <laughs> I feel like Ezra's like, so you got a muffin, huh? So uh, I'm paying you $199? $197.50? Back at the Montgomery house, Mike Montgomery is watching... The, uh, the Dead Girlfriend Movie Club? Yes. Yeah, he's watching a movie. What movie is this? We had it before. Um, it was like an old... I want to say it's, it's like Them or something like that. Yeah, I think that's uh, is, it is this the Giant Ant movie? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's watching this movie, and then Arya just, like, is lurking, watching (laughs) him. She's just hovering. I like how eventually he, like, he just pauses the movie. He's just like, what do you want? I feel like she's been standing there for, like, 45 minutes, and Mm -hmm. finally he's like, are you coming in here? (laughs) Yeah, Mona made this list of movies for him to watch. It took him a while, but he's finally getting around to watch it now. I would would kill to know just, like, 10 more of the movies. Mm -hmm. Mona, what do you what do you think's on there? Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, I don't know because them is not like exactly like one of the classics, right? You would say so. I don't know. Like she might have some weird stuff on there, like Diabolique or uh, Eyes of Out of Face. Um, like cat people. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the Night Porter, but to me that's an Ezria movie. 
Um, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I, I imagine Mona has some weird tastes, but uh, a lot of French, a lot of like breathless. No, that's way too obvious. She she would go with like lesser Truffaut, I think. Hmm. Um, Mike talks about how Mona like was such a super genius that she remembered not just like the plots of movies, but like all like the tiny little details from them. Just, I, her brain is amazing. I like Arya because she says that's smart. So it makes it feel like the stupid Very shit smart. that we do is smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which if you are listening and you think we're smart, man, have we fooled you. It's great. Um, yeah, so Hannah's going to um, talk to Leslie about... Oh, it- I should say in that last scene, Arya never pulls the trigger, never asks Mike about going to see Allie. Well, his it, he's, is too precious. He seems too, too emotionally engaged here, so she's just going to bail on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Hannah and Leslie talk about Edgar Allan Poe and the multitude of Monas. Hannah then has the mother of all flashbacks to a slumber party sleepover she had with Mona where uh, Mona is reading some Hannah some Edgar Allan Poe by flashlight. It's very on the nose. It's also possibly the most erotic thing ever. She's reading her The Bridal Ballad um, by Edgar Allan Poe. Well, can we talk about the great way we go into this flashback? Where It's very similar to the way how they, sh- they shot the one in Through a Glass Darkly. It is, yeah. It's Hannah's in present day. Uh, in Mona's room and then like the lighting like shifts and it gets dark and like the lighting sources change and then she's looking over at the bed because it's night and they're in the flashback I don't know it's a really cool like little lighting shift to mm-hmm. signify the flashback um yeah and then Mona holding a flashlight under her face yeah <laughs> in a well-lit room Poe to her girlfriend yeah and only Hannah doesn't know that she's her girlfriend yeah. but Hannah's like why do you like this stuff? And Mona's like, I love this stuff. It's like maple syrup, all sticky and sweet. It's like, come on, Hannah. Aren't you a little bit moved? Um, Mona then tells Hannah how, you know, the, the wishes that they make. And she wished for a stopwatch that basically contains her entire cosmology of the world. Stopping time, shoplifting, going to people's houses, spying on them, controlling them without their knowledge. And I feel like Hannah in the present day is like, I really should have paid more attention to this flashback in <laughs> retrospect. <laughs> it's like how in like season four, Emily was just like, I just remembered the time Allie said she got a gun pulled on her. <laughs> that was probably more relevant than, than I thought originally. Yeah. I thought in that moment, Spencer was going to slap Emily. Well, Mona's line here. Uh, they wouldn't even know they were being controlled. That'd be the best part. <laughs> Great. And it's like, thumbs up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, well, that's cool. I was just going to wish for money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I like this, like, dead girl flashback, Mona, because she's playing the character like this, like, manic pixie demigoddess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, like, all these flashbacks, it's like, could not be more obvious that Mona just adores Hannah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And is somewhat omnipotent or Mm -hmm. has a desire to be, you know? Is a genius. Yeah. I mean, Hannah's coming off more and more like Padme. Mona's <laughs> coming off more and more like Anakin Skywalker. Um, then we get the super erotic scene in the back of the uh, brew. It's Emily's apron falls off and ties Comes behind undone. her, tying yeah. it. I mean, bow, bow. basically sexual harassment, but sure. Yeah. Emily's just like, thanks, as you're just resting your hands on my hips. And is there a little kiss on here? Let's see. No, no, yeah, no, no kiss, no, just some whispering in the ear here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was John- like, "What's wrong? How is this against the rules?" Johnny, yeah, <laughs> Ezra has no HR department. <laughs> His sexual harassment policy is just like <laughs> no snitching. It's not sexual harassment if you wrote a poem first. Johnny Egg's like soldering some wires, like in this like 
desk contraption that he's making. Magic Mike Montgomery shows up like, the fuck is this? So some bro talk here. Hey, man, what's that going to be? Eggs like, it's like a perpetual motion machine powered by secrets. Oh, there's plenty of those around here. So I've noticed. Anyway, bro. I feel like after Egg like leans back down in the desk, Mike should just like slam the desk on his head. <laughs> like, whoops, dude, looks like it slipped. <laughs> Sorry, nerd. <laughs> yeah, so Hannah and Leslie Stone show up. Leslie's got that Poe book and she's carrying it around. And Magic Mike sees this. He's not happy because that's Mona's and he's like, just having a conniption fit here it's time for a roid rage yeah yeah he's he's cycled a little too much this time and mm-hmm. uh he, he doesn't like this idea that they're they're you know disseminating mona out into the world like they're you know destroying her her identity by giving her things away and whatnot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also he knows that the poe book is one of mona's horcruxes mm-hmm. um so after he freaks out and hannah has to talk him down and he bounces leslie mentions oh by the way the last time i ever spoke to mona mike ran in and freaked out on her just fyi maybe that was important i don't know i never thought anything of it when my uh, friend mysteriously was had all the blood beaten out of her the next day <laughs> and disappeared mm-hmm. i i I don't know where it would come up, but I, I kind of wish there was some acknowledgement of like, hey, re- re- Hannah, remember how you made out with Mike when you're in like ninth grade? Yeah. Like, do they ever, do they just like agree to like never discuss that, I guess? Probably. I guess. I don't know. I mean. In the books, doesn't she like marry him or something? Oh, I can't remember. What if in the flash forward, Hannah was like, fine, Spencer. You're dating Caleb. I'll date Mike. And Ari's just like, wait, what? Why, how did I get brought into this? Ooh, it was just like a weird cyclone mm-hmm. where they're all like doing something to each other. What would when it eventually gets around to Emily? What does Emily do? Does does that mean Arya is gonna like fuck Tom Marin as like her revenge or something? But what does Emily eventually do? What's that? What does Emily eventually do? Um, like fuck Ashley. Oh, Mrs. I guess. Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe Ashley takes revenge. Emily pulls uh, a yeah. reverse, Mrs. Robinson. Mm-hmm. Emily, are you trying to seduce me? Uh, meanwhile, Caleb is outside. He's like, I don't know, is he getting his GED or something? Like, well, hasn't he already dropped out of high school? Yeah, didn't? Yeah, he, he when in season 5A, like he, when he meets Allie. When he's like checking out her ass? Yeah. 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 Um, but now he's, he's working on his academic cred because Hannah's like super duper smart. This whole episode is like, let's find an excuse to do like weird pairings that we don't normally get. It's, yeah. It feels like. Um, I don't know. Just Caleb just like chilling in the grass, studying. It doesn't. What is he studying for, though? Like, is he community college? Like, I feel like as Aria pointed out to him, tap, 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 tap on a keyboard. Look at that. Yeah. 4.5 GPA. Exactly. He's uh talking to Emily about Talia and like giving her some relationship advice like, or whatever. What's uh, what's this dirty business right here? How's that situation going? <laughs> yeah. Wink. You know what I'm saying? Empanadas? Yeah. Have it on good authority. Everything is fucking you. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, that scene is just kind of like there to, to set up the later romance, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, just to, to, to put voice to the constant staring and leering that emily does to talia throughout the episode mm-hmm. 
Hannah meets up with Arya and they're just like, like Arya, you got to talk to your brother, you know, stop stalling basically. Um, and, and talking about how like weird and aggressive he was with Leslie Stone. So then we get to uh, Egg making his little recording thing at the brew. Spencer's handing him a, a screwdriver or whatever, help him out. He's like making the weird glass bubble thing. She sees that he's drawn his plans on the back of a alley missing poster. And he seems like this guy just he he really wants to pretend like he's like got his finger on the pulse of Rosewood, but he mm-hmm. seems like an amateur to the whole situation. The best thing he's ever said is to refer to Allison as Gilgamesh in high heels. Um, and then Spencer and Joseph Doherty make another reference to Robert Oppenheimer. <laughs> Vishnu. Yeah. Um, yeah, she wants to know what this thing is. He's still playing coy about it. I think the contraption itself is cool, but is it even in a single other episode? No, they come back to it at least once more. Do they? Oh, yeah, that's they right. The, 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 the sub-secrets were recorded. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be interested to know where Joseph Doherty got the idea for this. Like, It seems like... like I'm, I'm just imagining like there must be some place somewhere that has one of these, you know? Hmm. Could be, yeah. Anyway, back to uh, Hannah talking to Leslie in Mona's room again. We never see Mona's mom in this episode. They're just like constantly in Mona's room. She's here to help out. Leslie's here to help out Mona's mom. Like with what? Like vacuuming? Like she can't even bathe herself yeah. anymore. <laughs> Cleaning up? Like did she become a hoarder or something? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Dishes, helping out, like. I guess we're just supposed to assume Mona, like the dad, isn't around, right? Yeah. I mean, even though Mona's parents have been referenced previously on the show. We've heard parents plural. Yeah. Yeah. But only seen the mom. Um, so Hannah hears a train, which takes her to another flashback, continuing the uh, the sleepover. Um, I love that the stopwatch conversation like continues onward from that moment. Uh, talking about Allison. Um and and what if Allison came back? Because there's a whole like aging thing, and somehow the person who stopped time will, I don't know. Well, it turns uh, into a conversation about would we recognize Allie if she came back? And Mona's just like, "Fuck Allie!" Like she, you know, she wouldn't recognize us. She'd go to the Radley, and you'd never get out of Radley. And like, and it was just like, "Wow, that was way harsh, Ty." Um, and Allie, there's... some ways, all true, mm-hmm. but interesting that you know that what Mona's done and knows. Mm-hmm. throughout all of this and so now mona's just like oh, i'm just joking it's like a scary story go back to sleep and it's just being more she's like why couldn't you wake me up to make out <laughs> yeah really and there is a little bit of uh, a mirror to 505 like the ally and emily lying in bed still awake yeah right? i mean that's definitely what i was thinking when, when mm-hmm. it started um it's interesting too, just with this coupled with what is it? It's somewhere in those those first couple when like Mona kind of recruits Hannah, um, and they do their walk down the oh, middle yeah. of the the school. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, I think it's in five A towards the end when Hannah confronts Mona, and Mona doesn't comment upon it, but Hannah brings up the whole thing like you wanted Allison gone, but then you needed her back, so like you turned me into her, and Mona's just like I can neither confirm nor deny this. <laughs> Fun flashbacks, and then Hannah realizes there's something inside that Edgar Allan Poe book. She figures out there's a little, like, a false, like, cavity in the spine of it. She opens it up, and out falls 
a uh, tape, like a little mini cassette tape. Mm-hmm. The secret Bethany Young. The last tape from the ones they stole from sure. the rally. <laughs> that conveniently never mentions who Bethany Young is talking about. Yeah. Uh, so Hannah runs outside, gets in her car and drives off. And uh-oh, someone's following her. Dun, dun, dun. Meanwhile, some serious journaling from yeah, Aria. Aria is really going to town in that journal. Mm-hmm. She's like, I got some fucking thoughts. Uh, she looks outside. <laughs> classic. <laughs> she opens her door and does a classic Aria eye narrow because she sees that Magic Mike Montgomery is getting ready to go somewhere. Oh, yeah. She had another one. Ooh, um, look at that wallpaper in their hallway. Oh, I know. That's, that's some wild wallpaper. Yeah, it's like nature. I'm trying to remember. She did another eye narrow. I think it was in the Christmas episode when like Holbrook walked away from her. She yeah. like she did an eye narrow at him there too. Like how how dare you, sir, make jokes about me and Ezra? Yeah. <laughs> how so, dare you besmirch our beautiful endgame? Yeah. She grabs her coat to go chase after Magic Mike. Uh, back at the brew, the contraption is done. Johnny closes the desk, and Spencer's just kind of staring at it, like very skeptical and just kind of like hmm the sad thing is i hate this guy so much and yet she looks so cool like she just elevates the scene by being in it um i mean the tables it's interesting it's like an old-timey diy audio snapchat secrets table using the bones of your hand as speakers he starts singing saying the owl and the pussycat to her yeah yeah um yeah there's like drivers that you put your elbows on and they like you know the vibrations come to your hands to your ears whatever mm-hmm. sounds cool mm-hmm. although like i don't know like i would this work or would like there'd be like that asshole who would like record like a super long message or it'd just be like a bunch of foul language or you know what i mean like can, can you trust a society with one of these without uh, putting some limitations on it so you're saying that morgan freeman's going to come in and be like ezra i'll let you have this for this one mission but then we have to destroy it afterwards <laughs> yeah, exactly um well I mean, yeah i'm sure that like the high school kids are gonna come in and just be like like so-and-so fucked a goat mm-hmm. yeah yeah so-and-so's a slut all that kind of stuff um so spencer's very impressed she calls him a genius and he's like oh don't say it. well yeah i am uh, back to caleb and hannah what is he doing oh they're doing the, the cassette tape here they listen to bethany young talking about this mysterious she, we don't get confirmation. As she's to just who. so darn evil. Y'all. Yeah, she's evil. She's making plans. I'll make plans too. I don't know. Like, who is this supposed to be? I guess. Like, I still feel like there could be another shoe to drop with Bethany Young, or maybe they never mention her again. It's dumb, but I just love it. There's two voice actors who do all the extraneous voices. <laughs> yeah. It's the same guy and the same girl. I, I, mm-hmm. I want to know who they are. Please, somebody just. Tell me who they are. I, I I feel like I want to mention their names once in this podcast because I always obsess over it. You can probably figure that out somewhere there. Probably could. Um, Mike's been leaving candy out on the dock for Mona. We find out sour gummy bears. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good uh, movie candy there. Are you a sour gummy bear? <laughs> Arya finds the candy after Mike leaves, and then there, I like this bit. Which, by the way, there's like this whole green light thing going on there, like it's the Gatsby post at the end of the the dock or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um. I like the bit where she turns around and Mike is just standing there, kind of like Obi Wan. Oh, and the weird Revenge pose the he Sith. does here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got both his hands spread out to the side, like holding onto the. Rails. Well, no, it's in the, as we go to commercial though, he stands up and he does this like hands in front of him thing. It just seems so menacing. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't say anything. Yeah, no, I don't he's know. just like Stop. I like I like Cody Christensen. I feel like like there's a 
like young actors in Hollywood movies mostly suck. So why not give him a shot is my feeling. I think he definitely has strengths. Um, I, I mean, I, I like Mike's storyline in this season. I think it's interesting because Mike finally has a storyline. I could see him as like a Flash Thompson type character. Hmm. He's probably like, I don't know, his voice isn't quite right for Spider-Man, but I could see maybe Flash Thompson. Hmm. Uh, anyway, he's very intimidating here and it's basically like, nobody tells me what to do. Why'd you follow me? You don't understand Mona. Like, I'm not taking orders from anyone, basically. And Isn't Cody Christensen going to be like rapping when someone tweeted that on us? I saw that, yeah. Um, Wrap your head around that. Mm, I don't know. I, I, do you think he's going to go like full K-Fed? My feeling with pretty much like you got to pick one is my feeling. Hmm. Like this goes for all actors and actresses out there. Like you're either a musician or you're an actor. Like find your lane and stay in it. Would you say that to Keegan Allen? Yes. Now he'll never be on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you're Tyler J. Blackburn and you you wrote a new jam for the the episode. The ship sank before it was even set sail. (laughs) Well, I mean, is that the, the opportunity that the Keegs was denied? It didn't get to do his own song. Like when they when he gets the heart transplant in uh <laughs> in seven eleven, like <laughs> one of his songs we play. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not gonna pointing anyone away from their hobby or whatnot, but like professionally hobby. speaking, you know. What if it's his passion? What if it's his it's, dream? They, you know, people have passions and dreams. What if once we get the news that Toby's died, Spencer steps outside the hospital and looks up at the night sky and we see one star in particular twinkle and she's just like, Toby, you're a million miles away. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and he's like, ditto, babe. Spencer comes home to find Veronica going through a bunch of legal papers. They have their usual tense conversation about college and it, it seems like Veronica, because Spencer has a good line about like, like you know, what did you want to do when you were my age? And don't say a lawyer. And Veronica's like, yes, I did not want to be a lawyer. And they're, be? they're like about to have like a moment. And then her phone rings because there's new information. What is the new info? It's like uh, there's a leak from the prosecution. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the blood spots they found like <laughs> Ali's or Mona's clothes. No, no, right? it was it was the blood spots weren't Mona's. They were Allison's. But what blood spots? By the bin of sin there are blood spots by the bin of sin i believe so that's weird i thought it was they found the clothes no it's something about blood spots and there was mm-hmm. allison's blood not mona's. but then they find mona's clothes like in bags like in like that in might be when they're unit. in the storage uh, but i want to say the thing that tanner found was empty it was just the bin hmm. all right yeah doesn't matter it's yeah. all because all right. earlier in the episode it was <laughs> family's like can they even tell us if it was human remains mm-hmm. <laughs> or Jenna's? I think Marlene eventually said it was like, uh, like a body from, like a, like a cadaver used for, like med school or something. There's something, something like that where there's just like a spare cadaver in there. When you do a forensic test, can you tell that it was a cadaver body, or was it just ring as a body? I would assume if it'd been in the like it depends on what's left of it, I guess. I mean, um, what do they inject cadavers with something to preserve them? I mean, it's not like formaldehyde because that would ruin any. I'm just wondering if maybe they're able to like trace the DNA back to a missing body from a lab or something like that. I don't know. I used to date a girl who was a mortuary student, and mm. I was a little interested, but like not, not a ton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, the Holbrook and Hannah scene. Cops flashing red lights, pull Hannah over, and she's like, oh, she's listening to some punk rock, some girl rock. As you do. Um, and then the cop doesn't come around and she gets out finally, and it's like she gets her tire iron. I love um the car is empty and he, she's you, like you looking. You probably in. wouldn't do this with a normal cop, right? Like pull the tire iron. <laughs> like that's how he gets shot. Probably <laughs> not. Um, but yeah, she approaches the car, it's empty. I mean, it's it's not a cruiser, it's just a. it's got like a little siren on top. It's like a casual sedan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then Holbrook shows up and kind of like grabs her arm and he's all like weird and close. And how does a girl like Allison become a girl like Allison? It's a great line. But I mean, this guy has gone from suggesting murder novels to faking out teen girls to scare them on the side of the road. Oh, and like, he's just like, did Allison tell you to kiss me? Is that what she did? Like, it's like seemingly he thinks that there's just like this master plan against him now. Well, like, was that like the like one two just... punch? Hannah kissed him and he's just like, oh shit, I am in the teen girls. And then Allison's just like swooping. Yeah. And he, he thinks he's been, he thinks it's, he's been played for more than he has. Like, cause we find out he's just been with IA the whole time. And Hannah's talking about barrels and hiding evidence and like freezing, uh, who's Emily and Aria. And, and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? It's like, turns out you weren't a, a very large cog in this machine. You're just like a cop that was easily seduced and made some evidence go and away. And abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then, and then uh, yeah, she gets the the line. I feel like we've been building five seasons for her. She smacks with the tire iron and says, uh, you don't get to play the victim here. Yeah. Well, it's great, too, she's because a police she's just a girl. Yeah. I like it because, um, you know, Caleb rushed to her, her rescue by punching Zach. Mm hmm. It's funny. It's like it's both your bros in this season. This is a bad season for your bros. But yeah, like Caleb got to punch like Zach and I wish Hannah could have done the punching. And here it's like she gets to be the one who asserts her voice. Well, and then she gets back in her car and that that look she gives in the mirror is just fucking badass. Yeah, yeah. As she's driving off. She like looks at herself in the mirror. They're like looking at the dailies and they're like, what would make this more badass? Maybe if she was looking at her own reflection in a knife. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this was a point when like all these new theories started about like could Hannah secretly be a because like she's like seemingly like a genius now and she's like it's totally like badass like reformed black swan and yeah and everyone was like I'd be okay with it mm -hmm. it might even make more sense than Arya uh, then we get Emily and Talia uh, Emily kind of shows her the the little listening desk thing this is a fun scene yeah it's fine uh, Emily Emily's basically like here's my read on you yeah talent uh, brings breeds loneliness yeah. And Talia is just like, yeah, you basically nailed me there, but not in the way I want you to. Yeah, I mean, I like Talia. I feel like they never really committed to this character. There wasn't. I feel like Talia kind of got turned into a creep after a while. Like when yeah. it turned out that like when the husband shows up, it's like the, the husband, like maybe they're just trying to swing a threesome the whole time or something. <laughs> it's just like I think that was more his angle. more his. But yeah, it's, she wasn't honest with Emily either, though. So it's like she's a little suspect. Which is a shame because I think you were the first person I heard who had the the angle of what if like Emily had outed Tally at one point and she was not ready to. I mean, you, you kind of get a little bit of that feeling here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you had you had keyed on it like a few episodes before this. I want to say. Um, so I was kind of sad to see that Talia lost you. Anyway, thumbs up emoji. Okay. Um, sometimes Hannah like she screws up expressions the scene you know, she's talking to spencer and all the rest after but she stumbles in something more genius like she says we were barking up the wrong henchman <laughs> it's so good yeah she's like turns out holbrook's just a stupid patsy 
whoever's been fucking with us because they still think a is Allie and that there's just like a henchman doing her bidding from the outside this was the weird thing for this season for me coming back to it where we watched 14 and now this is 17 or 18 this right? is 18 this is 18 and like they still think allison is a and it's like only at the end of this where they're like shit we were not, wrong. not even at the end of this it still takes them a while they just think there's another henchman oh, like yeah. it's gonna be a couple more episodes before they're like hmm maybe we were wrong <laughs> how we're bad yeah because yeah. there hasn't like a i want to say they they haven't gotten the sort of a text maybe they have i'm trying to think now like a's been a little more detached than usual in this half season mm-hmm. uh, but yeah the end of the episode we see mike montgomery he's back at jail signing in again to go talk to Allie. meanwhile a tag a goes into mona's room goes to that poe book opens it up there's nothing in there and they slam the book i guess my question is I know I've asked this probably before, and it's probably been answered before. Who left the anagrams in Mona's mirror? Oh, yeah, I know. Andrew? No. I don't know. Andrew wishes he could be that dialed into all I feel like stuff. I feel like that's a question you could ask Marlene, and she'd just be like, ha, ha, ha. Next question. <laughs> she hits you over the head and runs. Yeah. How <laughs> does a girl like Allison become a girl like Allison? I like how just like Allie was like too much for this like grown ass cop who's probably like 27 or 28. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She just destroyed him without even really trying to. You know what though? She still fits into with uh, tell Ezra he's got good taste. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, how can you dislike, if you're out there, how can you dislike Holbrook and still champion Ezra? He, he uh, cooks with the confidence of experience. That's how. <laughs> even if he has neither. Yeah. So we still don't know why Bethany was dressed like Allie, right? That's still up in the air. Seemingly a trap. I think maybe. they talked about, was it Jessica who would give Bethany the same cloak? No, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That would be three dresses. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get an answer to that or not. Uh, anyway, 525, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Written by Marlene King, directed by Ron Lagmarcino. Hmm. It's a great episode. This is just an insane episode. I mean, this episode just starts with them all in this like police paddy wagon or whatever. Uh, like it, it just a like running this thing off the road or something like taking out the guards and then like opening up the back door with like this like grenade launcher. You're just like, oh, shit. Like things have escalated. Also, Arya may or may not have had an accident in her pants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is like, you know, it's the end of uh, Seinfeld right here. Or the four of them look like they're gonna go to jail for doing nothing. Well, there's something about the way a steps stomp, stomp, in, stomp, yeah, 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 stomps into the thing in the paddy wagon with like his grenade or her grenade launcher. Um, yeah, crazy. Uh, Hannah has some good stuff here about like this is how it is in the big house, like you feel ashamed and you know, like it's terrible, they're gonna try to split us up, all that. They they vow that they're not they're all, none of them are going to turn on each other. You know, liars going to stick together even if they get split apart. Mm-hmm. Of course, for the next month they're going to be tortured into like turning on each other, basically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Much like Milgram uh, experiments. Mm-hmm. By the way, remember how in six B there's like an A tag where A had like gone and like found like some desks at Radley for those like mm-hmm. electrocution tests. Mm-hmm. I think the implication was that. That's potentially where Charlotte got the idea was that somebody may or may have done that at Radley. 
But it was like he was cleaning them up like like he was going to use them. Let me throw this out at you. Throw it at me. I don't know where it happens, but somewhere in there, there's like a switcheroo with Spencer. Mm. Where, you know, Twincer takes over. Mm-hmm. Spencer is kidnapped and is being experimented on with oh, those Milgram things, like to just break her completely. And like, that's why she was there almost in like a Sarah Harvey helper type way uh, when H- Hannah was kidnapped. So like, she's just being on, on, a, on a table somewhere, like just being experimented on, operated on for a while anyway, like to, until she, she broke basically. So the end of, 7-Eleven, we cut to like a dark room where Spencer's table is finally like wheeled up and she's found out that Toby's dead and she's like, no, he was alive when I left him. No! Sorry. What are you referencing? There? I tried to do a bad end of Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was bad. Spencer, you are breaking my heart. No. No. Ooh, just picture, no. picture that scene on Mustafar, only Caleb is Obi-Wan. It's over, Toby. I've got the high ground. <laughs> Only a Sith deals in absolutes. You have done that to yourself. The best part of this is Caleb is Obi-Wan, yet somehow Spencer's Anakin <laughs> and Toby is Padme. <laughs> I saw him on the holograph killing younglings. <laughs> yeah, we could just do that all day. We really could. Mm-hmm. Um my point of view the jedi are evil no that would be i know it doesn't matter <laughs> name him luke yeah um so yeah they liars all get hijacked here and this is just like like when you see this in the episode you're just like where the fuck is this going from here yeah. you know? smoke grenades and everything and then uh cut to toblerone he's talking to Peter Hastings and Veronica filling them in on the situation. Well, like, you know, shit, it's hit the fan, and this is going to be a good episode because you got two Hastings. Peter Hastings in this episode is just, yeah. I mean, Nolan North, he's, he's coming off the bench, fresh legs, and just fouls to give. Like, he's just, he's chewing it up everywhere he goes. He's great. There's something about Nolan North. I mean, it's, it's a lot like, you know, the many wonderful female actors in the show who, like, you could have their characters doing the most heinous things, and I'd still love them. I feel like Nolan North fits in that category for me. Mm-hmm. Like if he really was like dating Jenna in the flash forward, that would be awesome. It would be awesome. Because he would be so good. I just want to know, like, why has none none of the big franchises gotten Nolan North in something by now? Like, why isn't he in like like a recurring like low-level Marvel character, like in Star Wars or I'm in, just, in one of these other things? I'm just amazed with the nature of the vo- the vocal acting. That it that so much of it takes up his time doing other mm-hmm. things. I mean, like I was watching like the new Rick and Morty, and he's in he does a voice. In I that, would just of course. think purely for like the geek cred. Yeah, like there's no downside to putting this guy in like a minor role in like Guardians of the Galaxy well, or something like that. I feel like the problem is, like you said, he lives in these two worlds, yeah. and people aren't aware of the other world and the the geekdom that they live in. It's like they'd only want to use it for his voice. Yeah, I mean, I think isn't he in like that Con Man show with mm-hmm. Tudyk and Fillion, like? I don't know. It's like he needs to like go do something with like Bruce Campbell and people will be like, oh shit, Nolan North. I, if, if I were running Star Wars or Marvel, I, I'd find a, a role somewhere for him. I don't know what, but got to get him in there. Bo Dameron, I'm your dad. I mean, he's he's <laughs> doing uh, Rocket's voice for a, 
Guardians of the Galaxy the video cartoon? game. Yeah. Oh, isn't there's it cartoon a, too? I can't remember it's a cartoon or video game, but he's oh. doing a rocket voice, which totally makes sense. Yeah. As we're having this conversation, the freeze frame is just Toby just totally side-eyeing. He's just Toby's not... just like, when are you assholes <laughs> going to stop sucking off Nolan North? Never! <laughs> he's like he has this whole like explanation for like why they're not telling the other parents yet because like the media or something and uh sorry that is that is a great screen cap there um and you missed it yeah no i'll get it (laughs) um it's basically just like toby's like look the the budget can only handle so many parents we've got a lot of guest stars in this episode like i'm going to go inform wayne fields give me a break isn't that fucker dead yet (laughs) So yeah, they're 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 just gonna keep on the DL for now that four people were kidnapped and hijacked, four prisoners, four underage prisoners. <laughs> Who'd want to hurt the girls? Toby, do you think it's like a weird sex thing? Probably. And so then uh, the liars are waking up in the dollhouse, still in their jumpsuits. I was watching this again. Like I, I feel like I didn't properly appreciate the first few times I watched this episode. Like how fucking disorienting this must be to like wake up in what seems like your room, but is, is clearly not, you know, there's like no, nothing outside. There's bricks where a door should be and whatnot. The bizarre simulacra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the home sweet home, the bit where there's um like the fake picture frames. Mm-hmm. Like that's gotta be so fucking well, weird. The, the Spencer S is like an a, um, Oh, is it an a, I believe nice. so. I want to say, isn't there something on her schedule board where like there's just no nothing for the days because <laughs> now she's nothing after prom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like you'll be dead then. Yeah. Well, in the empty the bird cage. Yeah, the empty cage. But yeah, this this must just seem insane. Uh, like the chair that's kind of like Toby's chair, but obviously was purchased from somewhere because it's still got like the price Which, tag on it. Band fiction. Yeah. Toby just purchased it too. <laughs> Yeah, the fake phone. Emily is the first one to see the camera, and they're all, they can't get out. Like, God, that's so fucking weird. And then just like the welcome. Yeah. The, Guten Tag. Welcome it. Yeah. Um, Arya's fake mannequin family thing is like the same mannequin family we find in A's brain in the next episode, I think. Oh, yeah, that is a little A in Spencer's thing. Um, yeah, I think so, which I don't, I don't know what that means. I know I saw read a lot of theories like trying to analyze the mannequin family. I don't know if it ever really came to anything. Sometimes you just reuse props. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer breaks the window like a total badass, and there's just like a brick wall behind it. Yeah. Like how she just collapses on the floor. Like, I mean, you would definitely be panic attacking at this point, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the door opens, and they all go out into this creepy hallway and find each other there. This is a fun episode. Well, and it's such a great use of your actual sets, too. Like, I mean, you know, we talked a lot about, like, Restless a few episodes ago. Another great use because, you know, certain sets on Buffy are right next to each other. So you just connect them via the dream. That's Mm -hmm. easy to do. (laughs) Yeah, I love the 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 little pulsing lights that, like, move down the hallway. That's really cool. And they find... uh... Someone playing piano here. I feel like I, we didn't properly appreciate that Mona is an excellent piano player here. Yeah. And she's just killing it on the piano and then she takes the mask off. I, I was just on the edge of my seat with the girl in the mask. Like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Well, because, you know, Janelle Parrish is a little petite. So it's like, it's not like I could confuse her with mm-hmm. anyone else, but I was like, what? What? 
guys, it's me. Allison. And, like, and then you're like, is she behind this? What's happening here? Well, right now they've got to, the liars have got to be thinking like, is this all like Mona? Like has Mona completely lost it? Mm-hmm. And this is all her weird game she's playing? Or is she being controlled as well? Yeah. Do you remember what was the hashtag for this? Um, I don't know. Wasn't there like, okay, so obviously that weird info dump of spoilers aside, wasn't there like some maybe kind of sort of intuition that we might find out? Or it was like we might find who A is, or it's like, what was the one thing? It's like we'll definitely find out if one of the girls themselves is A. It was really weird, like the the what you'll find out in this yeah, episode. I try not to pay attention to that stuff, but yeah, there's. I remember some of the stuff leaked, and people weren't sure if it was real or not. That was like that was the the bang bang Daisy Gate, right? yeah, um, yeah, the whole closed captioning thing. Yeah. yeah, way to get fired, idiot. One was like, if you if you know that bang bang. Mm-hmm. It's happy you know that my prophecy has come true. <laughs> you refer to the prophecy of the one who brings balance to the force. <laughs> uh, Sometimes prequel means podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> speaking of which, you know, there's a couple of things I try to do just behind the scenes here. And it's like whenever I can just spike the ball over to Benji to do Star Wars references, I just <laughs> I know he'll be like a pig and shit for a few minutes. Also, also Benjamin Light has worn the same Star Wars shirt for the last three episodes that we've recorded. This is like your That's Tuesday shirt or your Monday or yeah. Tuesday shirt. <laughs> Clearly a coincidence. Meanwhile, speak of the devil. Kayla, you know a whole closet full of those? No. Okay. Kayla's doing some hacking. Uh, Toby joins him and, and Ezra. I think this might be... Well, I mean, they were together in the Christmas episode, but I think this is the first time we've had like a, an actual bad guys away mission with all three of them together. Well, this was when like Ezra tried to graft himself onto the actual mm-hmm. bad guys because you've got Joey and Chandler oh, here, here yeah. and you've got Ezra trying to be Tom is Selleck. He Ross? No, he's trying to be Tom Selleck. Okay. Yeah. Well, I could see him as Ross too because Ross sucks. We were on a break! Yeah. <laughs> when he punches the fucking wall. Oh my God. It, it is so funny. If when he eventually leaves Nicole, he's just like, Nicole, we were on a break! Um, yeah, when he punches the wall. Yeah, so they're, they're hacking away or whatever. Meanwhile, uh, quote unquote alley here Mona is pouring tea for everyone and I like, like Emily's just running around looking for exits and Ali or Mona I say I keep wanting to call her Ali Mona's just still pretending to be Ali she's that good uh, and not just I mean it's it's Mona doing an Ali impression but it's also Janelle Parrish doing a, a Sasha doing an Ali impression you know mm-hmm. like she's having fun with it it's like what you love from just any old episode of Orphan Black mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and i like how when emily sits next to her and she's like playing with the hair <laughs> <laughs> like they're all just like wow mona's insane like when she when she offers the cookies to hannah i love that well because it's like the first of two like shitty food references to hannah well she mona even makes like a backhanded alley comment here like it's very alley-esque allison would be so pleased that you kept the weight off dear yeah <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, they like they don't even really get a chance to enjoy their tea because uh, yeah, there's a little little knee grab by Hannah there and Mona. They get moved over to um, the playroom area. Well, because Hannah references, who does she reference when she does the knee grab? It's like uh-huh. she's she's really testing. Um, well, it, Mona's Allison. Mona's act, like keep like stop talking about stop calling me Mona. You know, I, I hate, hate that, that bitch. bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which has really got to be sensory overload for Mona because she's getting caressed by Hannah and having to 
play her role and talking about hating herself yeah it's yeah. insane uh, i like when the when it chimes again mona just gets up like a fucking robot she just like suddenly stands up and walks to the door she's like oh wah, wah. Like, just like walks away without the word so they'll follow her into this playroom area well and it, i love this 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 whole thing of her because um huh coincidentally enough i believe it was one of our listeners named jenny had shown me that and joseph doherty's uh one of his his kindle world fan fictions there's a bit where mona imagines putting on an allison suit and like looking at herself like looking herself in the mirror through allison's eyes like a full like skin suit yeah it's it's like allison sleeping and she just kind of has this little like daydream about it or whatever um and i was was like psychologically that makes so it really informed my reading i think Mm -hmm. of mona and uh here we are playing mystery date or they're supposed to as the camera watches and uh aria as soon as she sees ezra in there she starts to really flip out uh also this is where spencer finds the blocks that spell out charles yeah so her brain can start working on that and this is where they all start just uh shouting at the camera and then uh Ooh, remember that uh social media faux pas yeah i do um mona goes and gets like there's another chime so she gets a mail for all of them it's invitations to prom uh, and Hannah is just like, fuck this. Like you, you mess with Caleb, I'll tear your shit up. And then the siren starts going off cause they, they were too, uh, too insubordinate, I guess, mm. you know? So they mm-hmm. gotta be disciplined, get sent back to their rooms by the, the it loud did siren. not put the lotion in the basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets the hose. <laughs> They're on into the rooms, the doors close. And that is that. Meanwhile, back to the actual bad hackers. <laughs> they find that the footage that Caleb downloaded has like been replaced with an old cartoon. This is where Ezra punches the, the wall, which like, you know, that fucking hurt. Like yeah. he, he does the move where he punches the wall and it's just like, ah, <laughs> I wanted him to have like a bag of ice on his hand. The rest of the episode Caleb's just like, oh, you want some ice for that? You fucking tool. <laughs> Listen, we're going to find these girls so I don't have to spend the next three weeks hanging out with you. Well, like, it's like Ezra, like, there's a certain way you have to approach punching a wall in anger. You got to pick the right wall and you got to make sure you don't use that much actual force. You know, like, it's it's just a gesture for other people. Have you punched a lot of walls in anger as a gesture for other people? No, I've witnessed it, though. I, I once played like a three month long con on my roommate. Uh, I won't go into it, but when he found out, he punched the wall, and then it was like, "Oh shit!" Because he punched the wall in the dorm hallway. And oh, ran, that's right. And you, they ran off. You yeah. psychologically destroyed him for fun. Gaslighted, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you sure did. Mm-hmm. That's Benjamin Light, ladies and gentlemen. I present you to his his soul. Um, it was a really good joke. Though. I I think I would prefer personally, if we're talking about four gestures, mm-hmm. the Denzel thing, where you just throw everything off a table. Yeah, you're into throwing. I have never really thrown anything in anger, so but I But you're enjoy... always like suggesting throwing, though. It just seems easier. Mm-hmm. Might need my, my fist for something later. Okay. Well, obviously, don't, don't be Ezra. <laughs> punch, don't be Ezra. Punch the wall so hard. Don't be Ezra. And from our perspective, you decide for yourself if you want to throw something or just gaslight somebody for three months for kicks. <laughs> It would be great if, like, in the next episode, he had like a like a hand splint on or something. Oh, what if it was the uh, guys? I think this is actually broken. It was the thing from Party Down where he's like trying to get people to notice it, and like the the cast gets bigger and bigger. (laughs) Yeah. See, people are gonna think I'm a bad person now. Just now. 
just now. Okay. I can't have that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Hannah's waking up at night. It's dark. The door opens and it's Mona. And Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Mona is uh, not being brainwashed right now. She's more normal. You know, she's got a little lantern. I don't know where she got that lantern, but. You don't want to worry like, keeping this. Yeah. We only have three minutes. Cut to her leading the other liars down the hall outside. Like she's really just giving them a tour because they only have three minutes, so they can't really go anywhere. And it's yeah. like there's a vault down that way. I don't know what's in there. I don't have time to get to it. And like the exit's the other way. I mean, I want to like read this as like she's still kind of playing like what would Allison do? But really, this is all Mona. Oh, this is definitely all Mona. Yeah. Yeah. This is where Hannah's just like, you know, you are Mona. You're not insane. She gives her a hug. And uh, Mona, I can't remember the exact line, but she kind of tosses off some snide line. And they're like, yep, it's Mona, right? Doesn't she ask about her mom too? Yeah, yeah, she asks about her mom. I guess uh, her mom thinking she was dead for several months was not part of the plan. Oh, uh, no, not part of the plan. Also, guys, could you just not mention to Lenore later that I uh, had been planning this for weeks? <laughs> um, I think she says at some point that like A would play the sound of her loved ones grieving for her. Yeah, people oh, play like the that's recordings from the funeral. Yeah, that's a yeah. detail. Yeah, so what we got here? I bet you Ezra weaseled his way into like doing a eulogy. <laughs> I like, he does go to like every funeral. Yeah, I love. You know, some people love weddings. I love funerals. Let me just read some words I prepared in a quote from Edgar Allan Poe. So the it's like they got to get back in their room so they can't they can't hang out for too long cut to prison where Allie like I feel like Allie should have been like rolled in like Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter mask, Lecter, yeah. the mask and everything yeah she walks in like in full shackles uh, to talk to Peter and Veronica I, I forgot there's a detail earlier I feel like is we just have to highlight like when Toby's describing the drug that the guards were like knocked out with mm-hmm. and he uses like the full like medical term and Peter Hastings is like, oh, the date rape drug. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so Allie is looking very badass here. Mm-hmm. She's in her prison jumpsuit and is just like, I got I got no time for you guys. I, I would love if she sneered at them, rolled up her sleeve, and revealed that she had a tattoo of her own face sneering at them. <laughs> Peter Hastings, what is his line here? He's like, Allison, I promise you that guard outside will not save you if you, if you lie to us tonight. And Veronica's like, we're getting back together. <laughs> Divorce is off. We need to find a <laughs> closet somewhere. Let me tell you something, boys. The best kind of sex is makeup, save your daughter sex. <laughs> so they find out about A, and uh, Peter's just like, you know, A died with Mona. What the fuck are you talking about? And Allie's like, no, there's a new A that was back. That's like the last three seasons of the show. And they're like, huh, well, that changes things. Peter's like, what? I've been in like four of these episodes. Yeah. Uh, and this is the, like, they're like, why should we believe you? And she's like, I'm stuck in here for life. You know, why would I lie? Blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to go back to the dollhouse. It's a long scene. Uh, we see A's like in this control room, like watching on all these monitors as the liars are like sleeping in bed. The affect. The commitment to it, like, yes, I will do this with the hood on, wearing these big, chunky black gloves. <laughs> type and type and type in. I know. Uh, Spencer is, like, in her mind palace. She's thinking about that playroom and all the weird toys in there. Love thy neighbor. Yeah, and then her 
her mind goes over to the blocks and she starts psychically rearranging them to spell out Charles. And then she wakes up like, oh, I just discovered something. What do you think about this little uh, formal bit here? This, well, it's out of nowhere. A little, yeah. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm totally on board of Spencer being able to psychically rearrange the blocks in her mind palace. But it was like, I don't know, the way they fed this clue to you too, plus with the anagrams. Um, Not the most subtle, yeah. Well, and I, 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 so one of the things we always get emailed about is, is you know, ultimately where the Charles storyline goes. And do we think it's empowering or is it hurtful? And, you know, I don't know, I kind of I waver on the execution a lot. I mean, I have a friend who's trans, you know, it's a relatively new friend. And of course, as I tell everybody I know, <laughs> I love this show, you should watch it. And then I think, well, this conversation we're going to have to have, because, you know, I don't, I don't want to upset somebody with the show. And I think, I don't know, did the episodes need to be called Game On, Game Over, Charles? Well, it doesn't make a ton of sense for Charlotte to keep bringing back this Charles persona. Yeah. Like it just, it doesn't, I mean, I don't know, you know, people are individuals, maybe, maybe that's her, but generally speaking, that's not something you really see, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know, unless she's like trying to keep hold a torch for part of who she was for so long of her life. She wants to do the fake out. It just, uh, yeah, it's, it's not great. Yeah. I mean, no matter how you try to reason it, it's going to lead to another bad door. Yeah. Well-intentioned, but that, you know, the intentions aren't, aren't everything um yeah so later it's i guess morning it's like fake morning because like the lights come on for mona and this is the gas mask yeah this is the gas mask part i like how she's like waking up like a disney princess where she has to like look up and smile for the camera you know yeah uh bluebirds will not come and do her hair for her though Mm -hmm. and she's gotten a gift and she like the chimes are telling her to open it so she opens this present it's a fucking gas mask and she's like oh do you want me to put it on and the message says because you're my favorite day yeah, so she puts on the gas mask and then it starts her combing hair. her hair it's so psychotic it's so great marlene what is going on inside your mind sometimes i don't she know has, where she comes up with this she has some amazing dark sensibilities <laughs> <laughs> gas mask i want to say it wasn't one of the posters uh moan in the gas yeah mask. yeah yeah just coming away uh, meanwhile toby is like brought his report to tanner about like how they think the girls are kidnapped and she's like oh great you did a lot of work here our own people thought the same thing and then like puts out an apb for caleb yeah and he's like oh shit why are you doing that i mean i haven't seen him for several days or something but why are you doing that and she's like also officer kavanaugh grammar have you heard of it <laughs> yeah so back. what i'm rereading fitzgerald <laughs> um yeah then they're in like the, the factory like uh prom planning room <laughs> yeah this big warehouse area where they're supposed to plan the prom aria's been assigned to music that's a bunch of selections from 2007 Arya, i like how they're like making requests and whatnot Arya's like i'm gonna need a way more evanescence on this <laughs> just picture Arya humming in the background wake me up <laughs> just uh maybe some fray <laughs> yes 
How about some B B twenty six? Yeah, Spencer and Emily are in charge of decorations. Hannah's in charge of food. Oh, Twinkies are like biting the assholes. And uh, Mona slash Allie is in charge of uh, the elections. I guess prom king queen. I just again, it was so surreal. <laughs> Why do they have to have her stuff ballots? Like <laughs> it's such meaningless work. You know, it's the ceremony of it yeah. all. I just it was so surreal when when I was leaving my place to go to yours to to I think it was to do our our episode of Norbuck, and I turn on the radio for my dog, um, and uh, Natasha Bedenfield comes on. <laughs> is that the unwritten? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a bit, but uh, that Spencer and Mona start like doing their little like brainwave mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. like oh you know what we really need is a bunch of like copper wiring and uh, mm-hmm. magnets you know like electricity because they're gonna like make themselves a little EMP device. Like this has got to be like come on Charlotte like you you know what they're doing here. Well, you must know they're up to something. Yeah, they all huddle together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they huddle together. Mona like, writes down, did A give you, did you guys get a gas mask from A? And they're like, uh, no. I want Hannah to write, what the fuck? I like how Hannah just writes, I'm scared. That's such a Hannah move. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Peter and Veronica have shown up at the actual bad guy's lair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, Toby really has this look like, oh shit, we're busted. They, I think Peter Hastings is like, we know about A. Mm-hmm. Also, your apartment stinks, Tobe. Mm-hmm. Put on some pants. Oh, is this, is this Toby's or Caleb's? This is Toby's. This is above the brew. Are we sure? I yes. That was Caleb's. This is Toby's. We've had this argument before. Yes, it's still Toby's. Hmm. Okay. But weren't the cops there? Why, where are the cops at Toby's, though? When? Because, like, Ezra gets a text. He's like, oh, the police are coming out. They're looking for Caleb or something. Because they're above the brew. Ezra's place of business. But why would they be there? I think they're thinking that Caleb's at the brew, not thinking that Caleb might be upstairs at Toby's loft. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would have been great. I had us actually eat one of those Twinkies or the Ho-Hos. <laughs> well, you might as well. Or the cupcakes. Get um, calories in. Basically a hostess sponsored event. But like, uh, I would have loved if Spencer Mona just got to do some like seductive, like wink Morse coding. <laughs> Yeah, this whole thing about like, oh, we need some better decorations in here. Hang stuff from some copper wire. Yeah, what what is CC thinking right now? Like, uh, I'm curious. Let's see what they do with this. <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah. I'll see where this is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Peter and Veronica, <laughs> who had the who had the tweet, which just like when Ezra starts talking about stuff, he's like, "So my book, do you like true crime?" <laughs> uh, yeah the actual bad guys are talking to Peter and Veronica and basically discussing the whole A situation. I like how Ezra's just like, uh, there's a bunch of boxes with all of our research about A in it. Plus I have a whole storage room full of it. <laughs> Peter's just like, I'm going to let that slide for now. We'll, we'll circle back to that later. <laughs> Ezra, we need to talk. Yeah. We just punch Ezra in the stomach. And then he's, he's just like, before you look in those, you should know your secrets are in there too. <laughs> I think at this point, Peter and Veronica, they don't care. They're right or die. Yeah, they're back together. And then, yeah, Ezra gets a text that the cops are downstairs. I like how Peter Hastings is just like, yeah, you need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and you, other one, let's get some coffee going. Yeah. Actually, let's make some scotch. Yeah. Well, Irish coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bother learning any of your names. I like, how, like, like the Hastings kind of take over this operation. 
Yes. Like suddenly they become Caleb's lawyers. Yes. That's <laughs> great. Or Toby's just like been demoted in mm-hmm. his own. Like I, I wanted like like uh like Peter to walk out of the bathroom having just made some phone calls and he's like, by the way, Toby, you might want to get in there and plunge that thing. <laughs> oh, and then I like, don't think it works. Cut downstairs too. <laughs> Right. and then cut down call a callback yeah. yeah cut down there's a benjamin light on his thing yeah. <laughs> recording and listening andrew's blue snarfed uh the phone he's because uh melissa called and we don't hear melissa's side of the conversation it's, it's like veronica and me like melissa i've got something to tell you don't say anything this beats by trey yeah what is andrew up to with his like math homework in the background <laughs> he thinks he can solve it on his own uh, so another night meeting in the dollhouse where they're like making their plan, um, and how they can EMP the power system and the doors will be unlocked and they can get away. And it's like Spencer really wants to know what's in that vault, or at least Mona keeps telling us that Spencer wants to know what's in that vault. Just an EMP is something that's emitted by a nuclear device. And that's what these that's liars. Not the only thing. No, but that's that's I just I love that's the level these girls are operating on now. They're gonna <laughs> electromagnetic pulse to knock out the power. I love this fucking show. Yeah. So then the next day, it's more decorating, but Spencer and Emily stage a fake fight. Spencer really goes for the jugular in this. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, you're just a quitter, Emily. You quit on swimming. You pit, you quit on Paige." You quit on Maya. It's like, ooh, that's nasty. You know what Maya knew? She was a bad girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> like the rest of the liars would be like, ooh, that was low. Yeah, just like looking up <laughs> at the rough. camera, being like, um, wasn't it the two of them that had the fake fight? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And They're also when they were in orange jumpsuits, yeah. Because Spencer's always at war with herself. Yeah. And this is where like Mona's like secreted some like copper wire and other electronics into a little thing mm-hmm. so she can make her little EMP bomb and they all, you know, get back together, agree to be friends or whatever. The camera missed all that, mm-hmm. uh, missed what Mona was doing because it was following them. <laughs> These girls are just going to MacGyver up the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then cut to Caleb across the tail from Tanner and then it like pulls just, back to show just, Peter and Veronica on each side of him. Screen cap this and tell me this isn't the pilot for Hastings and Hastings <laughs> and Hastings and Hastings. Well, I like how Kayla's just like, you know, I, I hacked your system. Like, this is what happened to the truck. And they're like, I think what my client meant to say was if he hacked it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Tanner's getting double teamed by Hastings here. There's, there's no way she can stop yeah. their lawyering. Yeah, yeah. Once you get double fucked by Hastings, like you just, what do you do? So they're like somehow just going to allow Caleb this like this suspicious hacker, like just give him access to the police system. They're like, yeah, sure, we'll do that. I'm Tanner, the worst cop ever. Half the time, half the time she's the best cop ever. Yeah, <laughs> she knows something's up. She's just not sure what. But <laughs> Caleb does some hacking and figures out. Like he traces the signal. Uh, what is the line he has here? It's uh, it's a line, all right. He says, the thing about coming in the back door is the view's entirely different. <laughs> oh, my God. Just imagine five years later when he whispers out in Spencer's ear. Um, oh, oh, you know, there's a couple details I wanted to circle back to. Um, Mona, uh, she she when she was in her alley persona, she made a joke to Spencer about rigging the election. 
mm-hmm. like she knows about that, mm-hmm. which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, what was the other one? Oh yeah. Peter Hastings says that Angela King at the Philadelphia press owes me a favor. Like he's going to like get the media involved on the A thing. I would like to see how that played out. Also would have been a great time to reference uh, Sarah Shepard. <laughs> Make some phone calls. <laughs> so they found the location. The liars have to go back to their rooms because they have dresses waiting for them. Uh, we get just some excellent gun foo from uh, Toby. Toby here. Just picture in his flashlight. Just kicking out in his dressing room, just practicing. I am an FBI agent. He goes to Tower Records. He buys some CDs. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love to see Keegan Allen do a dramatic reading from Point Break. Mm-hmm. Who would be the Sways? In between, like, Caleb and, and Toby. I, mean, I, I think Caleb is probably Swayze. Okay, okay. So you got to cast it. You got the Sways. You got Keanu. Keanu. And you got uh, Gary Busey. I almost want to have Ian Harding do the Gary Busey just because, like, <laughs> Utah, me get two. me two. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Those guys are only in it to get radical. <laughs> so they find the empty van. There's no one in it. They eventually find they're like uh, the the old Campbell Apple Farm. Hmm, that seems relevant. Oh shit! A thousand theories are born. Yeah, and then it's prom time. The girls are all in their dresses. Like, Arya looks like a crazy like Dracula vampire. This is like Dark Shadows prom. <laughs> There's all these fucking mannequins in formal wear. It's so insane. Um, I I, I think I got to give the thumbs up to Arya's dress the most here. Like it's just so crazy. She looks like a vampire. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> she really does look like she's about to like bite into somebody's jugular. Well, Spencer's dressed like Outlander. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, Hannah's just in like this like sleeveless, strapless red. Thing. I just don't know how to put the other two's dresses into words, but there's something. Emily's is looks like a, maybe like a velvet type thing there or something. Hmm. Blue, yeah, um, like blue velvet, yeah. And then unwritten starts playing. Now, I I feel like I'm missing out on the joke here a little bit. Like, I guess if you were a teenager in the mid 2000s this is just like the just perfect song like joke song for a prom to play here what i also think it's it's just kind of a cheesy song too you know i guess i mean i'd never heard of it oh really yeah you never heard the song i stopped listening to pop radio in like 2004 so you know oh yeah okay so you came out of the bomb shelter and discovered yeah but i I think it had you i'm sure most people who are aware of the song like it it really lands as a joke because of that yeah Hmm. Um, yeah, unwritten. Like I, I, I assume that this is something that got played at a lot of proms, so it very much fit. Uh, we see all there's all these mannequins. They're wandering around, and then Charles here is hiding behind one of them, and like this weird, what is that like a Harlequin mask or something? Yeah, yeah. Like that, there's the uh, Phantom of the Opera mask next to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Harlequin mask. It's like red and black, white and gold. Um, also, the wig has this weird little like ponytail thing on the back, which is interesting um it's a hell of a look obviously this is not actually vanessa ray no of course not is it possible this is not actually charlotte it's absolutely possible well see here's the thing the mary drake of it all you you could you could separate it all and say that charles was someone else 
I don't I think like they will. But that, that's you already just dug a the hole. Yeah, yeah you already dug the hole. You're not like you're not getting out of it that way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's there's someone else. It's I don't, I'll be very curious when we eventually find out who AD is. Was AD operational at this point or not? Like was because we saw Noel was part of the dollhouse. Mm-hmm. So they they've definitely have not been afraid of going back and saying, oh, there was more going on here. So is AD going to be like a purely 6B onward type thing, or is it going to go all the way back to this? Well, it makes me curious about um, where that stuff was kept that AD is finding in 6B and onward, like the old A cash, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Is it Sarah Harvey who's like finding the old shocker things in the the old part of the Radley? Is that her? Like, how to shock herself? That's how I get off. It's like old times. <laughs> but I mean, like, is this like was this AD aware of it? This AD like discovered after the fact. I yeah. kind of feel like AD was involved in this. Just the fact that they were willing to go back and say Noel Khan was in the dollhouse mm-hmm. makes me think that there's more to that story to tell. Well, but are we ever gonna get it now that Noel Khan's dead? I don't know. I somehow feel like I mean, there's still Brand, Jenna. I know. somehow feel like Brant Doherty is like done on the show. Probably, yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But yeah. Anyway, so unwritten time. Eventually, the music stops and spotlight shine. It's like who's controlling that spotlight? Is that on Sarah? The, yeah, yeah. It's Sarah Harvey. I'm really good at lights. <laughs> uh, Mona comes out in her like princess beach dress. With the alley mask on and a, and a crown, it's it's something totally psychotic. Yeah, <laughs> oh, just the dead eyes of that mask. I know they're so creepy. Dead and fixed. Uh, and so then they're like, "Oh, Charles, we made a crown for you. You're prom king." Now, this is the first time they've said Charles out loud, right? To to Charles to, to Charles to, where yeah. where Charles could hear to quote yeah. unquote Charles. Like mm-hmm. if you're Cece or Charlotte or even Sarah, like. Aren't you like, hmm, hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're just like, well, I guess Spencer's a smart one. She put it together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it make her pay the most. And they're like, come on out, Charles. Like, we want to take a picture of you. And so eventually, slowly, Charles walks on out. See, I feel like an asshole just saying Charles, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is this is the episode. Uh, so then Arya triggers this, like, crazy flash bomb thing. Uh, and they all run away when the power goes out. And he can't really see it, but like Spencer, because they get to like a fork and Spencer kind of hangs back. But like, I feel like they maybe could have done a little bit better job of showing that like Spencer was not following them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 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 Charles of this stuff in hindsight makes Cece just seem really masochistic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, anyway, back at the Campbell farm. Peter and Veronica show up and let us know that it's a Campbell farm. Of course, Ezra and Kale over there too. I like Ezra. What an asshole. And of course, there's like a big symbol on the barn to let us know what this is because that'll be important in a couple scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, they find like a little basement area. Toby does. They go down in there and it's like kind of a little mini layer with the all the the CRT monitors and whatnot. I mean, like is this not video the same monitors? Room. That black hoodie A was looking at before. I'd have to go back and compare. Like it, A has the same thing in their own layer too, though. So yeah, it's probably probably literally is the same thing, and they just moved it from set to set. Mm. Um, but yeah, so they find 
like a little mini layer, but no A, like there's no one on the property. Meanwhile, Spencer has gone not towards the exit, but towards the vault. She wants to see what's going on in here. She eventually, I don't know, I don't think she turns anything on. It just like turns on the lights on its own yeah. and walking after midnight starts playing. Mm-hmm. What was the whole thing with that? Like it was like supposed to be a clue. Marlene was like, oh, walking after midnight's a clue. And like it wasn't. Uh, I, I think it's more just a connective tissue to Allison. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because Allison did all the walking after midnight. Um, this was a soul, right? Yeah, I feel like that's a little bit of a stretch. The whole like A does have a soul. But that's what it was called, right? This yeah. is the soul room. I mean, I always thought that was an interesting idea that there are these physical spaces. One is A's soul. One is A's brain. Um, I mean, if you had time and space to execute it properly and deal with its metaphorical implications, I'd be fascinated to see like A's heart. But this stuff all looks like Bioshock or something. Like it's all this well, weird like, like steampunk. It's like something you stole yeah. from the uh, Bridge of the Nautilus. Yeah, it looks crazy. Uh, Spencer turns off the record, flips on a little film thing. Even though, I mean, when was this filmed? Like late '90s, still film on 16 millimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that uh, oh, it's two little boys running around, and then it's Jessica's there with Allie. Well, they're listening to Chris Cross. It's so '90s. Yeah. And so I, I'm trying to remember if we get actual confirmation that one of these is Charles or not. I think she just says good boys. She says good boys. And yeah. then and then on Twitter afterwards was like the pictures and stuff from I Marlene King. Are like, like, yes, that is Charles. Yeah. 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 So obviously there's a, a little blonde boy here named Charles. And we presume the other one is Jason. And yeah. Uh oh. Extra person. Mm-hmm. And Charles approaches behind Spencer and she sees this person and, and oh then Mona comes in she turns around then Charles is gone and Mona has this he does have a soul which I don't really buy but sure I'm not saying that Cece doesn't have a soul but this whole like oh we found a family photo that so you have a soul like that just seems like a weird reaction to me is it Mona who first says it yeah it's Mona it's I don't know it's interesting I mean Mona and all of her soul searching and maybe, all maybe Mona's still in on it at this point we don't know hmm uh, so back at the fake a layer, Tanner figures out how to turn everything on and sees the recording of all the liars and Mona in the game room there. And so it's like, well, Mona's still alive. Remember, isn't there a thing in, this, in 6A where it's like briefly you're led to believe towards the end that Tanner's in on it too? Yeah, that, that was Sir Harvey's last play right. was to suggest that Tanner was Redcoat. Didn't work. Yeah, so they, they know the girls are somewhere else, but not here. Tanner's like, where is this? Uh, so then cut the girls breaking out of some door that, what does it say, like keep out on it or something mm-hmm. like that, keep restricted, keep out. They come out, and uh, this is when fences starts. Don't fence. Oh, no. Don't fence me in. Yeah, not quite yet, but they break out, and they're surrounded by fe- big, tall wire fences. And the power comes back on, so Spencer stops them from electrocuting themselves. 10,000 volts. I don't know. Is that lethal? I meant to look that up. Are you going to go on a whole thing about how you'd like to try it? See if you could take it? Maybe. Um, no, I mean, if this were me in this situation, I feel like I'd want to like, like throw like, do I have like a necklace I can throw at it to like try to short it or something like that? You know, like hmm? try something, you know, yeah. <laughs> like they just like, like, whoop, let's just sit down, you know, like yeah. throw a shoe at it. or I, don't I would know. absolutely throw something at it because apparently I throw things mm-hmm. uh, just to see, you know, are, are you fucking with me? 
there's I guess like I hear a, the hum. There's like a pole there. I feel like you could like just knock it over and like just yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. They should all electrocute themselves. So, Your move, Charlotte. Yeah, so they're all stuck uh in this fenced off area in the middle of the woods. We keep pulling out, pulling out, pulling out up into the sky. And mm-hmm. it's like they're surrounded by nothing but forest. Oh, they're on shit. the they're on the lost island. This is when you're like, what show am I watching right now? Because this got crazy. They're on the lost island on the back of a turtle. Mm-hmm. Turtles all the way down. All right. That was Welcome to the Dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Fun episode. Are we required to do um, game game on Charles? Well, I don't think we're required to do anything. I know we're not required, but I don't know. It just feels like it would it would be correct. Hmm. Um, I know you're gonna want to do six hundred two or six hundred three. I I'm a personal fan, and I would love to watch those, but uh, you know. I just kind of feel like we're so familiar with those that maybe it would be better to do something else. Well, let me ask you a question though. Mm-hmm. Does something else do you like love? I'm trying to remember in these other episodes. Um, what if what if we did the one with the? Because I, I feel like we got to do Game Over, Charles. Right? It probably would. It would probably be beneficial to us. I don't know. When's the last time you watched Game Over, Charles? I don't know. I, I want to do the one with the uh, where Toby's getting shot at with the the balls, the balls, yeah, the gummy bears, yeah, the gummy bear one. But I I feel like I'm I'm feel strongly about the gummy bear one and Game On Charles. I could I could go either way on any of these other episodes. So episode one. Mm-hmm. Game on, Charles. Let me see. I think it's Oh Brother, where art thou? Not... Episode whatever. Toby balls. Toby gummy balls. Maybe it's Frame. Oh no, no. Frame's the one. Frame's the... really good too. That's the one with the paintings. That's one with the paintings. That's the one. That's the Brian Holman one, I believe, with the great Aria speech. Oh, she's cold. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do that one? Um, balls one is. Yeah. Okay. Well, how many are we doing? Three. Yeah, okay. we're just gonna do three because we got to speed up because the. Seasons almost here, and this, these are or seven bees almost here, and these are shorter seasons anyway. Um, I mean, I would be fine doing one, seven, and eight. I don't know how you feel about that. Or we wouldn't be doing six, ten, but I mean, we did do like thirty-hour podcasts on that already. Yeah, we did. Um, so oh seven, oh brother, where art thou? Seven and eight, yeah. Oh brother, where art thou? Is number seven and eight is frame. And then obviously 601. It is so a law. Are you good with that? Sure. I mean, not that we don't like Songs of Innocence and Songs of Experience. I just feel like we've talked a lot about those episodes. I don't like those episodes. I love them. I know. They're like maple syrup, all mm-hmm. sticky, sticky and, and gooey. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about Six B at all now, too? Um, why? Because you want to do them all at once? Well, it won't be like one giant episode, but it'll be like two episodes. I mean, I guess we can queue people up because there's this is probably going to come fairly close to each other. Yeah. Um. So six B, I think we'll we'll probably need to do hush hush sweet liars for that. Mm, yeah, I can see that. Um. What else do we have? I mean, these are just so we can watch. 
the funny way that Ezra holds a laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying we have to do it. I mean, I, I, I actually do like of late. I think of Rosewood. I think it's a really interesting episode. Um, is we've all got baggage. The one where Melissa shows up in the flashback. I think it is. It's a good question. That's the one where like they figure out that it was like her, like handle thing. Yeah. Was the murder weapon. Go, go up. Go up. Go up. Just go past the picture. Which picture? Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one with Melissa in the flashback. What number is that? That is six seventeen. So I don't know. So, I had gotten when you were looking at the the we're looking at the PLO wiki to try to decide. Mm-hmm. Um, when you had the one, I was distracted by Hannah in the kimono. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that's an episode. that's an outfit she wore to a police <laughs> interrogation. So six eleven, six seventeen, six twenty. Oh, so okay, so we are doing a later thing of Rizzo? Cool. Yeah, I mean it's it's so much setup. I feel like we probably should, you know, just to try to remember what the heck happens in the flash forward. Because these these are the episodes I'm haziest on because we just did it for the podcast and like I haven't I've never gone back and rewatched them since then, you know. No, I haven't gone back to six B. Um I guess I felt like six B was more serialized than usual. Like mm-hmm. a lot of it just runs together for me. Plus, you know, I I kind of I guess you could kind of tell as you're watching that like it it like the, the mystery wasn't quite taking shape in the way that you would have thought. They hadn't established the stakes yet and so yeah. it felt really weird, yeah. Um but I I'm fine with that if you are 611 617 620. Works for me. All right. So, in the first half of the season, we are doing Game on Charles, Oh Brother Where Art Thou and Framed uh episodes 1, 7 and 8 of the season. And then we're going to do of late, I think of Rosewood, We've All Got Baggage, and Hush Hush Sweet Liars episodes 11, 17, and 20. Mm-hmm. Write those down. Uh, and we'll be putting both of those episodes out hopefully next week ish mm-hmm. so we can catch up. Because we're going to, I mean, we're probably going to do 7A like right before the 7 Eleven air. So yeah, we're running out of time here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, because next week, we we have just over a week. We have two, like two weeks, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's getting very close now. Um, and that'll be fun. Yeah. Then we'll be back to just doing normal podcast. Did we get any feedback before we um, close this out? I haven't checked the website in a while. We didn't get any on the website. Okay. Um, Andrew also asked uh, <laughs> if Ezra had died and season five episode one mm-hmm. would aria have dated egg instead of spencer Ooh. and follow-up question if so what picture would she have painted of his blood when it inevitably went south i don't think aria would want to date somebody like egg i could be wrong but i feel like he would be trying to steal a little bit too much of like the artist mojo from her i don't think she'd care for that it could be a thing where Arya dates him, it goes bad, and then like Spencer is a good friend, and she's the one who kills him for her. Mm. And Spencer's like, finally. Yeah, I just I don't, I don't know. I mean, Arya went and got revenge with Riley Pubesash, but in general, I don't think dudes like Egg like. I think she's like even no register Arya. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can tweet at us. We're at Bros Watch PL2. If you have some longer feedback, you can go to uh, our website page, broswatchpl2.com, or email us, broswatchpl2 at gmail.com. We'll be back to do 6A and 6B next week. 
Yeah. And that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.